going on, everybody? It's your girl, Christina Seven. This is the Spark Up Podcast, episode 163. And this is another week without Ruben. And we are, this is the last Monday of the year. So I brought with me a new friend. And you might have seen him around or you might have seen his work around. You might have seen him doing a little uh, uh, pop locking. You might have seen him <laughs> with a camera in his hand. But I have with me Izzy, a.k.a. Baghead. Baghead, yes, yes. We're going to get into that because I really That's, like that logo. It's, it's so cool. Yep, yo, thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, so I don't have any quick announcements. Um, the only quick announcement I have is don't drink and drive. That's one. Because shit gets crazy and you think you're good until you get out there and hit that fresh air. And now you're like, ooh, we Chile. I should have never drank that much. And also, if you are listening to this on Tuesday morning, I will be on the radio, WBRU 101.1 FM with Rami. Party with Rami. Shout out to Rami. She's going to help me put together a top 10 R&B and hip hop of the year. So that's going to be super fun. And she has a lot of personality. So if you know her, you know it's going to be lit. I'll be there, of course, with DJ Franchise. So I'm excited for that. It is the last Monday of the year. I can't even believe it. Wow. I can't even believe it. Wow. Time be flying by. This year flew by. Bruh, it feels like the year was so long, but it also feels short at the same time. Absolutely. There's things that happen, and I'm like, damn, that was 2022? Shit, we're still here? <laughs> this is crazy. Get me out of here, please. <laughs> like, y'all want to go home. home. Y'all good. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Sparkle Podcast, episode 163, where we keep all the classics alive. If you are listening to this, thank you for tuning in to another week. We outside PVD. 2023 <laughs> Yo, is coming now. You know the song, right? Hell yeah, yeah. Oh, Russell Beats, ODB, man. Yeah. Yo. Georgia, are you in the house? West Coast, are you in the house? Japan, are you in the house? Everybody, are you in the house? Baby, baby, come on. Baby, come on. Baby, come on. When you If you don't know this song, do your Googles, please. This is a classic. If you don't know this song, you need to be in bed. You should be in bed right now. I feel like I got to pull with the Go back like babies with pacifiers. Oh, dirt dog, no liar. Keep the fantasy hot like fire. <laughs> jump, jump. Let me see you do the stuff. Girls, let me see you shake your rump. Colors, yeah. get it from the back and pump. Let's do it, do it, do it. A little bit country. I'm a little bit rocky. I don't show the soul. Big letters all big and bold. Oh, dirty bass all across the globe. 
Cats to selling raps, name your team, I'm a rise to the top, floating on the screen, who the hell wanna stop me, I hated those who got me, a million refugees with unlimited warranties, black Caesar, dating top divas, diplomat immunity, no time for a visa, it just begun, I'ma shoot them one by one, got five sides to me, something like a pentagon, strike with the forces of King Solomon, letting bygone be bygone, and so on and so on, I'ma teach these cats how to live in the ghetto, keeping it retro, perspective from the get-go, payload, let my mind Shine like a halo for politics with ghetto senators on the D-Lo. Sparkle Podcast, where we keep all the classics alive, talk our shit, talk about life, talk about real things, and have real guests who say real things. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you are not share, uh, subscribe to this channel, please do so now. Like, share, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you are already subscribed, shout out to you because you're a real one and you know what you're doing. So, like I mentioned, I'm here with Izzy, who is a photographer right he's out there (laughs) i was like hey i'll be there in 15 minutes and i saw him walking and the first thing i said was he's out there taking pictures i just know of course of course i will say i think that's like probably one of my favorite things about um because originally when i was like starting like my photography journey Mm -hmm. i would say it was a lot of just like portraiture and just like you know getting bookings and doing events and stuff like that and i started doing uh more street photography which is just you know just go out and just go out and shoot and the biggest change in that is that you're essentially shooting without needing to uh, without needing to be told to shoot. So I think hmm. that's like the biggest kind of hindrance to photographers, like, like just doing it out of inspo. Yeah, you're just doing it. You're just doing it because you're just shooting whatever you think is dope. Right. Um, because for me, I think a lot of times photographers they they need their money on their on the front end. Like mm. yo, like my ca- my camera ain't even going to turn on unless I got money coming. Mm. Where for me as a street photographer, it's just like nah, like my camera's always on, my camera's always it's ready. It's right you. here. Yeah. yeah, I literally wear it like this even to like the office. Mm. Like <laughs> I wear crazy. it, to, I take it to work. So like for me, like if I see the shot, I take the shot. And then what ends up happening is where on like the financial side of all that is on the back end, you can sell prints of like a really good photo. You can uh, kind of monetize it that way, so that you're you know still able to generate some income from your efforts but it's also a little bit more i don't know rewarding to be like yo i saw something that i thought was dope i took a picture of it mm-hmm. and someone thought that picture was dope enough that they want it on they want it on the wall of their office yeah they want it in their living room right. they want to look at this like in it's in their worth. daily life it's like yeah some kind of worth. there's a worth to it so it, it, it's definitely super dope so a monetary yeah work. well put out your instagram so that people can see your yeah, work of course of course so follow me on instagram at it's baghead um i-t-s-b-a-g-h-e-a-d yeah. I like it's baghead that's 
Uh, that's the Instagram. That's the Twitter. That's uh, that's my website. It's baghead.com. Oh, so dope. that's the website okay. for my work. It's legit. Um, yeah, it's it's everything. It's I I very much so my background is in digital marketing. So I try mm. to make like very much brand consistency. Like everything has to be uniform across the board. So everything right. is it's baghead. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't do that. They don't they don't realize how important it is to maybe not even have a logo, but just have a name. At least that people can connect with your work. Oh, of course. So I mean, I think there's. I think that's one of the things I do. I do feel the um, advantage that I have in like having the background in digital marketing. But a lot of people do. Uh, they they don't fully like take advantage of those things because for them it's just like oh yeah like my 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 Instagram is gonna be like it's underscore baghead and then my <laughs> Twitter is gonna be it's dash baghead because the underscore wasn't available and then my website will mm. be this and I'm just like yo you realize that someone looking for your work like you're you're it'll be hard you're gonna make them jump through hoops trying yeah. to find you like you got to make it as easy as possible you got to make it as streamlined Accessible. as possible yeah you need to make it just something that. And even down to like the logo, it was like, yo, like I need something that's going to uh, fully represent me in all facets mm-hmm. and can be relatable to any any audience for different reasons. Yeah. You know, so there's there's significance to everything. Everything needs that. to be everything needs to be. I always say um, for me, everything needs to be done on purpose. Mm, I like that. Intentional. Every, yeah. Everything is intentional. Everything is on purpose. Nothing is by accident. Oh, my God. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Put me in a fucking coffin right now. Me or my friend and I have been saying that all year long. Nothing is a coincidence. Nothing. I don't believe in coincidences. There's been too many times where I'm like, oh, it's a coincidence. And I'm like, no, but there's there's no way that so many coincidences can happen back after, you know, back to back. No, I had that happen. I want to say it was a conversation. I had uh, with my I had a conversation with my brother-in-law on Thanksgiving dinner, and he was like, "Yo," because he had saw the trailer to uh, a new Spider-Man movie coming out. It's like the animated joint. It's, a, it's an animated like the Miles Morales. Miles one. Mar- okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so there was like a, a animated um, joint, and he has my logo at his work. He has like you know like stickers and like stuff like that like on his locker, dope. right? Because he's like a supporter of my work. I was like, "Yeah, that's dope." So, uh, one of one of his coworkers saw that and was just like, oh, you know that there's like a, there's like a spider, there's a version of Spider-Man that wears like a bag head, like a a, pla- a paper bag over his head. Mm. And my brother-in-law brought it up to me. He's like, yo, do you know about this Spider-Man? Because he knows my favorite, uh, my favorite comic book character is Spider-Man. Mine too. I feel like Spider-Man sometimes. Oh, yo, 100%. He's just average Joe. Yo, he's just a kid. He's a kid from Queens, which is also my hometown, which is another reason why I love mm. Spider-Man. So he was like, yo, do you know that there's a Spider-Man that wears a brown paper bag over his head? Like, that's the thing. Like, he's like, yo, is that where, is that one of the things that, like, that your logo is from? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, absolutely. (laughs) Like, that's not a coincidence. (laughs) Right. It's not a coincidence. Like, I purposely, like, one of the reasons behind my logo is Spider-Man 100%. That's not an accident. That's a real thing. That's dope. Yeah. We we didn't even do our vibe check. We can't skip the vibe check. Because this is important. All right. I like where we're going. <laughs> we moving. We, we don't moving. even need topics. We Yo, can flush all moving. these topics in the toilet. <laughs> we um, just moving over here. But we like to start with a vibe check just to check in on people's feelings, some updates we can recap. Of course, today's, well, we're recording on October. 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 I want it to be October so bad because it's my month. <laughs> Spooky um, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's December 26th. It's the day after Christmas. We are here recording. And so 
I know a lot of things probably happen or not. There's just a bunch of, you know, it was chill, cool, laid back. But how are you? How are you feeling? Where's your mental right now? Uh, I'm good. Where's I'm, your heart? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. Um, I usually use this last, like, week of the year uh, a lot to reflect. Because I think that with, uh, with my work and with uh, just life in general, I rarely get time to just stop. Mm. So this last month of the year, um, I don't, uh, my job shuts down for like a good two, three weeks. Wow. So that's a blessing though. Yeah. Not everybody. Oh, of course. Not everybody gets it. But for me, it's like, yo, my job shuts down for two, three weeks. I don't take any bookings to shoot anything Mm. as far as like actual like jobs. Yeah. Like I don't take any, anything for the last, like for around this time. So for me, this time is very much just like, yo, reflect on the year. And think about the and think about what you want to do. What you yeah, what do you want to accomplish next year? Like what is it that you want to do and and really just like assess. Mm. So for me, thinking back, this you know, uh twenty twenty two for me was just uh it was full of just blessings, honestly. It was a very, very um blessed year for me. Um I feel amazing coming out of it. I'm very much excited for for twenty twenty three. Um and and yo, Christmas was dope. Uh, I think for me, you know, my my son. I'm gonna get um, not real get, comfortable. Yeah. If it stinks, nah, do your thing. Hold you. It's probably me. Yeah, my yeah. Feet. I feel like anytime somebody takes their shoes off, I always make this joke at the gym. Whenever I take my shoes off, it's like, yo, I'm sleeping over. My mom said I could. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> like once a kid takes their shoes off, yo, I'm this sleeping thing. over. Mommy said I could. Yeah. <laughs> yo, wait, what? Like, yeah, no, my mom said funny. I could stay at your house tonight. <laughs> so yeah, because you can't take your sneakers off if you're not staying. Yeah, like I'm sleeping like, over. Yeah, no, nah, I'm sleeping yo, over. Getting yelled at. Um, but yes, but yeah, my my son gave it the he he gave it the the stamp. He was just like, yo, this is the best Christmas ever. It's like, yep, Aww. stamp, we're good. That's it. We we That's won. So we won. We good. So. That's the best part of having kids is being able to get that instant validation because kids are so honest and so in the moment like my daughter will say things like this is the best birthday ever every time she has like a good birthday and i'm like yes i did it you know and it's funny too i think i was i i saw a a reel because i don't be on tiktok but i saw a reel so it's like tiktok light right (laughs) i always say it's like natural selection it's just like yo if a tiktok is really fire it'll make it to a reel it'll make it to a reel like i don't really need to be on tiktok that's so true but uh somebody was talking about you know it was a reel talking about um christmas because you know there there are a lot of adults who are just like oh i just don't it don't feel like christmas no more when you get older and the reason for that though is because when we were kids we didn't realize all of the things behind the scenes that yes. people were doing to make it Christmas. To make it, f- oh my All gosh. the things that, you know, so it was like all the things buying behind the, the cookies, scenes. Buying the gifts, wrapping them up. Yo, and then it putting was. Putting up the tree. It was, and it was yeah. down to, and like the person broke it down to the point. It was just like, yo, like you don't even realize that the reason why you got in the car and there was Christmas music playing was because whatever adult was driving you, they went out and bought sure the CD. They either went out, went they went out and bought the CD, or they made sure that the car was set to the station that was going to be playing the Christmas music, yeah. so that this when you got in the it. car, yeah, like it was all this thought yeah. behind it around you that you never really had to deal with mm-hmm. because you're you're a kid. Exactly. So as an adult, you don't feel it as much because there's not adults doing that for you. It's now your job to do you're that. You're the adult now. You're the adult now. You got to do that for a kid. For sure. So that's how I feel like with my son where I'm Damn, like, yo, so crazy. I'm trying to like make it, I'm trying to make Christmas happen 
yeah for you you're I'm the producer to, of yeah, shit. yeah so it's like sure. so like now it's like yeah don't feel like christmas for me because it ain't supposed to i'm a grown man like yeah, i'm supposed no. to but that's what makes it christmas too though it's just a oh. different aspect of christmas it's exactly you're it's, the producer of christmas yeah I'm, I'm eping christmas now. yeah I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ep of christmas now at the, at the house you are ep ceo yeah, you are all the is. things that's so true because in in my daughter well, I guess for myself, I'll say I'll do my vibe check first. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling good today. Um, I started my day with a funeral, which was very uh, tragic. For condolences. Me thank you. It's not me, though. I was there for uh, someone else. I was there in support of. Mm. But I feel like even though I'm there in support of, it always triggers me. Of I've been course. talking about my cousin probably every episode because it's just a thing that is very much on the surface of, like, where I'm at mentally. But, um... But yeah, so I started my day off with that. And then I was on the phone with a friend for like an hour, much needed conversation. I got to call her back, by the way, because we were just, we were talking that talk. I love when that happens. Me too. I was, I it was just that. so unexpected. She called me and I was like, I have to take this call because I'm a fond believer that if somebody called on you, like mm -hmm. it's intentional, it was for mm -hmm. a reason. So I, I gave her my time. And then for Christmas, Christmas was really good. Actually, um, I didn't know what to expect because my family is heavy on traditions. Yep. And usually we celebrate my aunt's birthday. But this is like the third year without her here. She's in DR right now. Mm. Um, funny, we were talking about that off mm -hmm. air. Niggas be leaving for that long. And look, yep. I just failed the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, yo. But um, yeah, so I didn't know what to expect of this Christmas. Christmas Eve was so much fun. I was with all my cousins and I was drunk. Um, Love it. That was the goal, though. And then Christmas, I just hung out, watched movies with friends, and um, and then I I just watched the basketball game. I haven't watched basketball basketball in so long, mm -hmm. uh, so it was just chill. And I feel like I'm in a good place. Like same with you. Like fourth quarter was full of blessings. Yep. For me, but first quarter, I would have never imagined my year ending this way. Like yeah. First quarter, I was grieving heavy. I was going through a breakup. Like, it was just very, like, strenuous. Yeah. I was still in a job I didn't want to be. Then fourth quarter, I got a new job, was able to leave my old job, moved on from my relationship. Like, friends are closer now. I feel yeah. like my relationships with my friends are stronger than ever. So I'm just in a good place. Like, and that feels good to say because I'm every year I'm like, I want to end this year because it was so bad. But, like, this year I'm, like, I'm just ready because it was long and I'm ready for new things. Yeah. That's yeah. the reason. But, like, this was a good year for me. So I'm excited about that. But for Christmas, going back to Christmas and being a parent, my daughter is at the phase right now where she's, like, she came home one day and she was, like, is, is Santa Claus real? And I'm, like, who oh told you that? Oh, my God. Who told you that Santa Claus is fake? And she was like, well, my friend said that he's fake. And I was like, well, what do you think? And she yeah. was like, I think he's real. And I was like, I mean, if you don't want to believe in Santa, that's fine. You just won't get gifts. Like, I don't yo. know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm running with this yo. lie till I can't no that's more. That's <laughs> what it is, though. Is I will say, though, I think that's where it, it comes down to belief. Mm. And I think that's where, like, you know, you start to... Um, 
you, you start to get your kids really just strong on just like, yo, what do you believe? Yo, right. believe what you believe. Wh- whatever you want. If someone else doesn't believe that, then you just let them not believe it. But mm-hmm. you you just stay strong to what you believe. And that's all. Because honestly, at that point, it's like nothing else. It's like every, everything. Everything is dead after that. Yeah. Like, yo. No, it's so true. I was like, well, you know, if you don't believe in Santa, that's fine. I'm not forcing you to believe in Santa. But just know there won't be any gifts yeah. under the tree with his name on it. Exactly. And of course, you know, she believed because she wants the extra toys. And so we have these elves, but we don't have the official elf on the shelf. We have like the bootleg version from Dollar Tree. I uh, about to say, I was like, I thought you had like <laughs> like a Dominican elf that I didn't know about. <laughs> no, like, we have the bootleg elf. version. <laughs> I got elf. <laughs> I got elf at the house. <laughs> I bought the elves back when I was dead broke and I wanted to try and see if it worked. And it did work the first year I got it. But now that I can actually afford elf on the shelf, I don't want to do it. I kind of want to just keep... Because now she has a relationship with this elf. She can be like, who's this new elf? Yeah. So, like, Like, there were times I would forget to move it. And she would be like, mommy, I can't believe the elf did not move. What did I do wrong? And I was like, girl, you didn't want to do your homework last night. So maybe you messed up. And then when I did the letter from Santa Claus, she was like... We were taking a shower and she's like, mommy, did you see that letter? And I was like, yeah, I saw her. Why? She was like... I don't know. That handwriting looks very familiar. I was like, it kind of looks like mine, doesn't it? And she was like, yeah, it does. And a little bit of Theo's handwriting because we live with my brother. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. Santa got the same handwriting. Yo. (laughs) I'm like going going in with the lies. And she was like, wow, yeah. She was like, that's kind of sus. And I was like, tell me about it. Like, people be (laughs) sus. Like, That's what it be like. That's just what it is. It's crazy. Small world. Small world. Small world. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? That's wild. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so welcome to everybody. Um, welcome everybody to the Sparkle Podcast. I am on tequila, so if I slur my words, forgive me, but I promise you we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, I'll start by saying follow me on Instagram if you don't already. Christina Sev underscore C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-S-E-V. Catch me on WBRU from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. every Tuesday with DJ Franchise. And I'm here with Izzy. And Izzy is a photographer. So I'm going to start off by asking you some questions about yourself so that the people feel connected. But of course, how I first knew about you was through dancing. Yeah. Are uh-huh. you the dancer? Because uh, my friend and I always make fun of those dancers that um dancing in the middle, like they're doing choreo in the middle of the dance floor. Uh, Are you that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Never choreo. Nah, nah. I pr- so for me, um, I'm so I'm originally from New York. Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, but are you from New York? Like you were raised in New York, or like are you the New Yorker? That's really a Rhode Islander. Like, you came here at three. Nah, 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 nah. I came, like, I came to Rhode Island in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, like, my whole, like... Well, you're truly a New Yorker. Yeah, so, like, my foundations, like, everything is, like, New York for mm-hmm. me. Um, so, even when it came to dance, I didn't really... Um, I didn't really do a lot of, like, choreography mm. until I met... So like like I really started like training under um Kelvin Fabian is where like I really oh. started getting heavier into choreography. He's iconic. Yeah. And it's funny too. So funny like funny story about him was like I just like you said, yo, he's iconic. I was a fan of his. So even upon first meeting him, I couldn't speak to him. 
because I was so much of a fan. Like, I'm, I'm someone who, like, when I'm a fan of someone, I'm very... Uh, you treat them like... I treat them... Because I, I, for me, I think, yo, we live in an era right now where people are too... Uh, they're too afraid to show their true colors in that sense. You mm. know what I'm saying? So like they're, they're too, they're, they're, people are it's too, pride. there's too much pride. People are too proud to admire someone. Yes. And people are too proud to show their admiration for someone. I agree. So for me, I'm someone who's never been like that. I've always like, yo, if I admire you, I'm going to tell you right here and now, like, yo, I admire you for ABC, XYZ. So when I met Kelvin, I was like, yo, like, I've seen you on TV. Like, I've Wild. I've seen you, like, all these places. Like, yo, I'm a big, like, fan of yours. Especially being a dancer. And being a dancer. So for, so, uh, he and I, like, now we, you know, we've, that, that's one of my, like, best friends, big brother. Like, call him whenever, whenever I need something. Like, he's always there. So prior to that, though, like, I never did choreography. So mm. I was never the dancer who was, like, in the dance floor, like, yo, I'm trying to do choreography. It was, like, nah, like... You wasn't in the middle of a circle nowhere? No, no, I was. I was in the <laughs> middle of a circle, but it wasn't choreography. It was, like, yo, I'm going to go in the middle of a circle. And go ham. I got, I got moves. I'm going to go ham. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like, necessary, nah. not one, two, three, five, nah. six, six. I was, I was you're always the guy, like... I'm doing something, because, you know, what? I right, so what it was, he was my off. move. He was my move. He was my thing, right? I always, uh, I was trained enough as a dancer to know almost like the different, like the different levels of like what it is that I should do on the floor. So like I would go on the floor and like, I wouldn't necessarily go ham. I would go and like more so just like entertain, just kind of like groove and, you know, have a good That's time code for doing the most because I think, <laughs> nah, nah, I wouldn't do them. I wouldn't do the most off rip because I think the reason why though, the reason why, cause there are people who go out there and I've seen them. And they be like, you would think they are like auditioning. You would think they thought, <laughs> you would think they got They're word. auditioning you, for Juilliard. Yo, you would think they got the word like, yo, I talked to the bouncers. The scouts are here. <laughs> <laughs> the scouts are here, bro. That's Go off. <laughs> Go off. Green light. <laughs> And like, and you would, and you would see them go nuts. I would never do that because for me, that is funny. It was always just kind of like a yo, if you like, you gonna look crazy doing this, right? Because so I would never do that. I would just go out and do a little bit, right? Like do whatever. Like I'll go maybe hit the Dougie or something like that. Nothing wild, right? Right. And what would happen is though, I would also treat that almost like bait to be like, yo, I dare somebody, I dare somebody to think. That they could come on this dance floor and dance better than me, though. <laughs> I dare you to think that you might try to, like, battle me or something. Because then for me, at that point, it's Then like, it's green light. Because then it's green light. Because now it's like, no, it's, it isn't me doing the most of showing off. Now nah, I got to shut you down. Whoever you are, miscellaneous <laughs> individual number 47, I got to destroy you now. <laughs> I gotta now, like I gotta, I gotta wreck your night. <laughs> Whatever, I gotta ruin you gotta your serve night. Him. Yeah, I gotta serve you up some. I gotta wreck your night because that's, that's also what it was. I would say even in like high school and stuff like that, where it was like, yo, so and so said they a better dancer than you. You gotta battle them at lunchtime. Damn, it's a whole culture. We gotta, it's a yo, world. Yeah, oh, of course. Like, yo, they think they could battle you. Yo, man. Yeah, he said he's gonna. He said, yo, see me outside at B lunch. It's like, yo, word. Yo, I'm over there. All right. Like, crumping for life. And then, yeah, and then you just go and just, yo, you. you Do you, you crump? Yeah. What would you say is your niche, like dance My, style? 
So my niche dance style was, and I say was because I know, and I say this because I know dancers who may listen to this and be like, man, you won't do no, like, I don't train anymore. When I did train, um, I knew how to, I knew how to do some crump. Uh, popping was probably more my like favorite, like style of it because I just loved more of that, like just foundational core of, of dance. Um, and then what I really trained in very heavily was like house, which is oh, a lot of like footwork. Dope. And it was to the was point. Was it the New York style house? It was more, um, it was definitely like, yeah, like New York style um, of house, uh, more Baltimore style, I will mm. say um, as well, where it's just like a lot of just like footwork and, and stuff like that. But like, I remember like it was to a point when I was training at my peak was, yo, like I'm at the studio um, and I remember Kelvin would watch me and I would be over there with like freaking ankle weights on. <laughs> Damn. Like, yeah. Cause I was Bless like, yo, I want my feet to be as, uh, I want my feet to be as light as possible. Mm. When I take these off, I'm trying to just go and be like, yup, I'm ready. Mm. I mean, so I'm looking it up on YouTube here to see. Cause I know that there that New York has a particular house style. There's a lot. Which There's I a lot. really like, but yeah. I can't get it down for the life of me. But yeah, Baltimore is all yeah. about footwork. Yep. Well, they're break dancing, but that's fine. There, there's some. Yeah. There's a lot of different elements to it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, but now you're a photographer. Now I just do photography. Um, I I stopped I stopped dancing mainly because I was just like I kind of did whatever I wanted to do and what I viewed as like success as a dancer. Um, and what was then, the success point for you? Um, I think the, the success points for me were um, I wanted to, because I had a couple of different points. I wanted to uh, travel on the back of dancing, which, I mean, I got to go to like a couple of like national competitions and, and stuff like that. So I was like, this is dope. Um, I got to, for me, it was like, yo, like you got to win an award based off of like an idea that you had, like something that you thought of and that you conjured up has to win something. Because that means that your, like, creativity is able to, like... To win things. To win things. And it's like, yeah. Be like, recognized. Be least. recognized. Yeah. So that was something that I did with uh, with Kelvin Fabian where, like, he and I... Like, one of the routines that he and I put together as far as just, like, a brainchild of, like, him and I sitting in his living room thinking of ideas. And I was just like, yo, what if we did this? And I remember, like, I had a notebook where I wrote everything down. I was just like, yo, bro, like, this is, like, if we do this like this, this order, these songs, you put these moments in. And he was just like, I bet, let's do it. And, like, that shit got a perfect score in a competition. Wow. And I was just like, yo, like, oh, my God. And I remember, like, to the point, like, when I saw it on stage, like, I vividly remember the moment. I saw it on stage, and I literally cried watching it. Oh, that's fire. Like, I cried watching because I was just like, yo, like, I... I wrote this. Like, yeah, like that's what it was. It was just like, yo, like I, like I put this outline together. Like, yo, this is, like the name of it. Everything was just like, yo, this is me. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I and I deeply, I always credit Kelvin for a lot of those things. He'll always say, yo, man, that was all you. And I'm like, yo, but so it's very much just like we, we're, we're both. That's something that I get from him as far as just like the humbleness and trying mm. to. But he like he'll tell you he's just like yo like yeah that was you like that was the name that you picked out that was the thing that you thought mm. of that was you conjured this you you talking about humbleness makes me think of it took my head somewhere else but do you think that being from Providence Rhode Island and like I feel like a lot of people have this underdog 
mentality and like chip on their shoulder something to prove right i think that's flawless as niche mm-hmm. and this is not disrespect this is like it's neither it's not a compliment or a critique it's more of an uh analysis and observation mm-hmm. where i think flawless is nicest i always put him as number one in the state because i know what he can do lyrically i know what he can do on stage and i know what he can do on a big stage that netflix show mm-hmm. is underrated i don't think we talk about it enough how yeah. someone can perform and uh show up to that capacity like yeah he was number two on a national hip-hop show the very first of its kind mm-hmm. with cardi b ti and fat joe mm-hmm. as as judge uh hosts right mm-hmm. and so like i don't take that lightly i've also chance yeah, yeah, I see him. I see him on stage in his presence, his the substance, his purpose, the way he's intentional. Like I could rave about flawless all day, every day. They're like mm-hmm. some people will call me biased when I put him number one, but I put him number like all lists are biased. But I say all that to say, right? I think there's parts of him that are still too humble because of where we're from. I think a lot of people, and you may not relate because you're a New Yorker, and I think mm-hmm. naturally you probably think bigger mm-hmm. but i think a lot of people in the city are too humble in the sense where like they don't think it could be them like i think there has to be a healthy amount of not cockiness but it can come off cocky to other people but confidence i you know what's funny i had this conversation with somebody about like confidence and i always say like yo um because i see nothing wrong with it I see nothing wrong with having that confidence. I think you need that. Mm-hmm. I think the issue that exists with people from who are like born and raised and like from Rhode Island and like all of this stuff and have that underdog mentality. And this is something that I do feel like to your point, like, yo, I'm like, I'm, I'm a New Yorker as far as just like at my core, right? Mm-hmm. Like what makes me, me, um, for me, I have no problem with my arrogance. Um, I'm, I live at peace with that. Mm. I know I'm arrogant. Because for me, the way that I view it is, uh, I had this conversation with somebody. I was just like, yeah, you need like a little healthy bit of arrogance to it. They were just like, uh. And they were like, I don't know if I would call it arrogance or if I would just call it confidence. And I'm just like, but like, what's the difference? Because it's no different mm. than, because it's no different than the the villain in a su- in a superhero movie who thinks he's right. Yeah, it's perspective. It's perspective. Right. So that's why when I say, yo, cockiness and um, arrogance and confidence are two sides of the same coin. Mm. Well, then what are we really talking about here? If I say, yo, like you like because that's really what it is. The, the issue why people are shy away from it is because, yo, I don't want to be labeled as arrogant. Yeah, so they they're afraid they're, of they're, the judgment. They're afraid of the judgment that comes with, like, yo, like, how, how dare you think that you're great? Yeah. Where then you see, like, when, when you see people from New York, people from these other cities who are just like, yo, I'm fire, and I will, I'll sit on the soapbox and tell you all the reasons why I'm fire. Mm. So that's where, for me, I'm like, yo. I have really no, selling it. I have no problem with my arrogance because, yo, it's all perspective. It's confidence to me, but it's arrogance to you because you're on the receiving end of it. And however mm. you feel about it is how you're going to feel about it. I can't control how you feel about it. That's true. Um, one of my favorite uh, T.I. quotes is... You're Oof, not quoting T.I. I, I, so I am. I, he is. He is. <laughs> but this one quote I do love. Uh, Other people's opinions of me are not my business. True. 
So people who think that I'm arrogant, I'm like, yo, that's not my business. You could feel that way. But mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest issue that exists is that, yo, we don't want to be labeled as arrogant. You don't want to be labeled as, yo, you're too big headed. Mm-hmm. So anytime we receive praise, we say, nah, nah, it ain't even. Yeah, I'm trying even, to be like you, my guy. Yeah, I'm trying to be like you. I ain't even, I ain't <laughs> even all that. When it's just like, yo, like, what's wrong with you looking at what it is that you're doing, doing the self-eval and be like, yo, I'm fucking fire. Yeah. I'm fire. I'm flames. Like every, <laughs> like, yo, like everything. Like, be for real. Like, yo, like real shit. <laughs> yo, I'm the goose. Like, I'm the goose laying the golden eggs. Y'all right. can do You're what y'all want. golden goose. I'm the golden goose. Yeah. I'm I'm him. <laughs> Himothy. Yeah, yo. Yo, I told, yo, today I was out. Um, I was out with my uh, my boy Panther, uh, photographer, um, through the eyes of say, he and I were out and I got a photo, I got a dope shot, and I was just like, yo, and I, cause yo, with him, I'm always like, I talk my shit with him because I'm just like, yo, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be my true self, so you're gonna get me, right? So when I'm with him, I'm just like, yo, man, like from now on, yo, my pronouns are him, him, and him, cause I am him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my pronouns now, yo. It's just him, that's him, and hilarious. him. All right, like yo, that's it. I'm him. That's me. Like I am him. Like, look at me. Look at hey. Look at me. Look it's at me. me. Look at me. Hey, it's me. Look, I am him. I do that at the office that. too. I'm not even gonna lie. I do it at the office like, at, at work. Your job at my job. I do this at my job uh, with my team, and I literally be like, yo, I like if I solve a problem, like yo, yo, like I am him. Like yeah, I can't miss. Y'all need help with something. Because right now, like, I'm, like, I can't, pass me the ball. I'm open at the baseline. I'm hitting this three right now. Just give me the ball. Yo, give me the ball. I'm scoring. Just, yo, just move out the way. Clear out. Oh, my God. Yo, we running ISOs today. <laughs> yo, we running ISOs. One, give me the ball. All right, move out. Clear out. It's, it's buckets all day. Yeah, it's buckets all day. I can't miss. Dang, but I think, but I think that's the problem. I think that's where a lot of that comes from is because even that whole little diatribe that I just did right now, some people will look at it and be like, oh, like, he's just, he's very playfully confident. That's dope. I wish I could I could have that. But mm. then there are some people who would be like, yo, this motherfucker's arrogant. I got to knock him off his pedestal. Mm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I hate her. So it's really, it, and, that's, and, it's, and that's where I think um, there are a lot of people who, uh, who really settle back on their humbleness because they don't want to contend with that. Mm. They don't want to contend with the, the, the person who, who who won't wish them well. Right. They don't want to contend with the person who 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 who's preying on their downfall. Mm. Cuz it's a tough thing to contend with. No, for sure. You know, like it's a very tough thing to contend with, but I think I've always been someone who kind of just welcomes it. I've always been of the You want all the smoke. Yo, please. <laughs> send, send me to Addy. I'm coming to you. <laughs> like, I'm fine with it because yeah. I think for me, I'm so, and I will say this is definitely like, this is like a product of 2022 where it's just like, yeah, like I'm very confident in self mm. to the point of just like, yeah, like feel free to, feel free to throw, like throw, throw rocks at my statue, please. Mm. It don't change the fact that the statue is there. Right. But you could throw rocks at it if you want. You could try if you want to. You could go go ahead. Cause even if you even if you like even if you hit my statue with a rock, like 
it's, it's still a statue. Right, it's, it's stone still there. Stone here. It's still yeah, like it's still there. You're not knocking it down. You're not. Mm. Do, you can't do nothing to it. Where does that come from? Are you spiritual by any chance? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'm. I'm. I'm definitely very. Um. Very spirit. Uh. Very spiritual. Um. I think it. It. It really does come from just having uh self awareness. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are afraid of their truth. Mm. because uh the truth is ugly yeah like everyone's everyone's truth has ugliness to it mm. mine included yes. mine included yeah. right and that's a hard pill to swallow it's a hard pill to swallow but i think once you once you like can live at peace with it because i think also that's why a lot of people are just you see a lot of people who operate with this notion of like Oh, I'm a very private person or, you know, I'm, I'm very like, you know, closed off. I don't really like to share my, you know, my story or who I am or anything like that. It's just like, nah, it's because you're like, you're afraid of your own story. Mm. You don't want to talk about your story because there are parts of your story that you're not, that you're at not peace proud with. of. Yeah. You're not proud of. You're not at peace with that. No. Yeah. That's and, and that can lead into our one of our subtopics but first i want to read the definition i want to pause right here i want to read the definition of arrogant here because i'm a nerd and i like to read stuff um having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance importance or abilities um sounds a lot like confidence (laughs) y'all one says the synonyms are haughty which i never really seen that word before conceited self-important opinionated full of oneself which doesn't feel like all any good things pompous, no, overbearing. But but I also don't know proud, that, vain. Yeah, but I also don't know how any of these wouldn't also be like. How would that not be the same definition as confident? As confident. I mean, but confident is also not a synonym. But what, what would be the definition of confidence? Let's look it up. Let's right see. Here. Let's see it really quick. Confidence. All right. The definition of confidence is the feeling or belief that one can only rely on someone or something. Um, no, that's not the meaning we're talking about. The state no, of feeling certain yeah. about the truth of something. Yeah. The, the feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of, of one's own abilities or qualities. That is kind of the same thing. Yeah. But I feel like the difference between arrogant and confidence, right? Because I battle this with myself all the time. But I feel like for me, arrogance is more of a a play on a character, if you will, right? Like being in front of this camera, in front of this microphone, it takes a certain amount of, I don't want to say fiction because what I'm saying is not fake and I'm never fake. Um, And I hope that that, you know, that doesn't, I don't come across as fake, but there is an exaggeration of who I am on this microphone. Like in real life, well, some of my friends will argue that I'm ridiculous still. But um, what I'm saying is, in real life, I am just a regular person. Yeah. Right? But I can be arrogant and saying, like, this is Rhode Island's number one podcast. Yeah. Nobody's fucking with us. It's I, just I, I. you turned up to 10. Exactly. Yeah. But it's still normal you. me is just confident. I'm just confident in who I am, what I do. And also, like, I've been doing this for so long, there's no way that I'm not good at it. You know what I mean? It's but just even- factual. Of course, but I think even then, even what you just said right now at the end, mm-hmm. like I'm good at what I do, and that's it's factual. <laughs> like, yo, 
Someone who preys on your downfall yeah. will look at that and be like, yo, so arrogant. Yeah. No, sure. Yo, so arrogant. But it's perception. Because that's, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. So that's why I'm like, yo, arrogance and confidence are just two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So many people are afraid of their, uh, so many, they're afraid of being labeled as arrogant mm-hmm. that they will abandon confidence altogether. Oof. Because it's the same coin. You can't yeah. you can't have one without the other. No, yeah, I agree. You have so, to have a level of arrogance. So that's sure. why so that's why I that's why I say like, yo, I'm not um I'm not afraid of my um I'm not afraid of my arrogance. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of the ugly parts of it. I'm not afraid of any of that. So that's that's where I draw power from because so many people mm. live in fear of that. So many people live uh in fear that they're willing to walk away from their confidence, they're willing to abandon all of those things mm-hmm. because it's like yo i i'd rather i'd rather not be confident at all than to ever be labeled as arrogant by anyone yeah but that's not to get confused with being an asshole because oh, i know no, some no, no, people no, no, no. that of are not. of course not i think that's the difference between arrogance and confidence right too like there's people in this city that i know that you know have every right to be confident they're good at what they do they're popular they're trendy whatever it is that you know gets them going mm-hmm. but don't don't act like you are p diddy in these streets no no you i know, think there's be humble yeah no no there's a difference there's a very very distinct difference between i'm great and i'm greater than you yes there are very distinct differences yeah. between those two messages right because i'm not saying be humble in the sense we're like lessen your bright no i'm not saying that i'm just saying treat people kindly oh of course i think there are some people and i think that's where the whole um don't be an asshole thing kind of comes from is that there are some people who can only see their greatness in mm. the dimming of other lights yeah by comparison so it's like yo like i'm gonna dim in your light so that mine seems brighter and I also, and I'm going to dim in your light so that I don't have to work as hard to make my, to make mine brighter. Wow. Oof. I don't, I don't have to work as hard. So I think that's where like, for me, it's like, nah, like I believe I'm great because I'm great. Mm. It don't mean that anybody else around me is less great. It don't mean right. that whoever's in within the earshot, anybody listening to this right now, it don't mean you're not great. You don't mean you're not great. Mm-hmm. You could be great with me. Be yeah. great too. Right. Like you should be. You should like you should feel this way. Yeah. Like, yo, I feel I feel that I'm great as you should. Right. Like that's and and that's where for me there's a distinct difference cuz I'm someone who I believe that I'm great and I believe that others should also feel that they're great in whatever their lane is, whatever it is that they want to be great at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I think there's there's just not enough people who who can feel that way because they again are Afraid of the arrogance, afraid yeah. of those things. So that's where they they find themselves um, very hindered, and then they go back to the thing they which we were talking about before is yo, like you're, you're you're being an asshole. Why? Because you feel as though there are some people who yo, I'm gonna, I don't want to work at being great. Mm. I want to just, I want to be great by making everyone else less feel less great. Yeah, and that's the only way that I can seem great by by default. Mm. And that's a perfect segue into our next topic which is what is a goat and is it being used loosely i am i am what some people would probably describe as the angry auntie or the old lady who's stuck in the past right there's always this talk about how my hip-hop like i'm a hip-hop purist and i only stick to the old school sound which is a myth 
Um, but I've had this argument with people where they will be like, like, I don't know if you knew, but I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of, uh, <laughs> I, there was, I made a lot of noise on Twitter for this top 15 list that I made this year, which was one of the highlights of my year. That was, was it like the local, like top 15? Yes. yes. I saw that. I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. But I people, thought that was dope. A lot of people were angry. I remember that. Um, the rappers on the list, they, um, threw shade to me throughout the year like no yeah i'm number four on your list i number, and i know it was all fun and games but i know that there's some truth to how they felt because nobody wants to be ranked right but i'm in the business of critiquing like just by nature i am a, an opinionated person i come from an opinionated family and it just so happens that my work gets to indulge in opinion right mm -hmm. i get to do that for a living on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so when I put out that list, um, you know, I was thinking about how so many people's metrics are different, right? To me, lyricism still holds weight. Of course. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, what generation you're from. That was my beef with 21 Savage when he first came out. How 21 Savage wasn't as lyrical, but now to me, he's one of my favorite rappers. Might be one of the greatest of this generation when we look down. Like... He will be on the top 10, top 20 somewhere out of the new guys, right? The new generation, the Gen Zers or whatever. He's number one out of UK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, are we not doing that? Yo, you see? Yo, people want... <laughs> what, you know? what I mean is that there's growth there, right? So we can, we can give him credit for that. But what I'm trying to say is that I feel like people in this generation use the word GOAT Mm -hmm. very loosely everyone is a goat apparently but that defeats the purpose of greatest to what you were just saying about being the greatest and and dimming other people's greatness so that you don't have to be so great mm -hmm. i think what separates goats real goats from alleged goats is that they actually did the greatest that we've seen yeah like jay-z is a goat certified He's the GOAT. He's I think, the GOAT. I think he is the GOAT, like 100%. I think that there's... When when I saw that you wrote that in the, in the topics list, like, yo, like, is it used too loosely? I think it's used so loosely across the board in all facets of just how we rank things. Because mm. I had this conversation with somebody when they were, uh, we were talking about sports. And we were talking about just different uh, NBA players. And they were like, oh, this person's top five and this person's top ten. And then, like, by the end of it, I was like, yo, bro, you literally just named, like, seven people in your top five <laughs> and, like, 15 people in your top ten. Right. So, like, how, Sway? Like, the math ain't mathing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like that's how I feel about goats, where it's just like, yo, like, everyone is a goat. And for me, I'm like, yo, you, I don't use it at all. Like, as far as rap, like, if you're not Hove, and Hove isn't even my favorite rapper of all time, but I think he's the goat. Mm. But I, I, I think that there's just There needs to be separation It's like yo it's Separation of church and state Like yo fam Like who you think is the GOAT Like who your personal favorite is And who's the GOAT Gotta it's be different. Gotta be different So no, that's yeah. where for me It's like yo like my Like the GOAT is Jay Like there's no yeah. debate about it um, I remember having this conversation with Ruben when he was a guest on my pod and he was just like, yo, like, I don't know. DMX could give a whole a run in the verses. Like, yo, fam, no. Like, it's, I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> like, yo, like, oh, yo, God, God rest the dead. No, it just can't happen because. All uh, the other aspects. Because, yo, the thing is, it's not just, yo, all the other aspects, but also, yo, Hove's catalog is so Ridiculous. suffocating. Yeah. Like, 
Do you realize, like, that's why for me, I'm like, yo. He's a genius for real. Yo, 100%. Do you understand how wild it is that someone could literally, like, like, yo, Ho's first song in the verses could easily be Hard Not Life. Mm. Like, that could be his first song. Mm-hmm. Like, he could open it with be, he could open it with Run This Town. And be like, yo, this is gonna be like, this, like this, a throwaway. Like this is my throwaway. Oh my like, gosh. like this, this is me letting you win one. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you win one. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you like. You know what? Oh I, my god! I'm gonna throw away the first round, and I'm gonna play Run This Town first. Like, yo, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Run This Town was huge. But like, that's what I mean. Like, yo, mm-hmm. Hove has Hove has forty Run This Towns. So mm-hmm. like, that's why for me, I'm like, yo, the go conversation, like, yo, it's Hove. And then, like, at a far second is, like, whatever other commoner you want to put there. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think we, we use it so loosely because, again, it's this, you, you want to try to diminish others. And you try to say, well, who who's the GOAT for artists dropping music in February? And, like, you try to, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> you, you try to yeah, add because all these things. GOAT means greatest of all time right if we're being literal yeah so there can only be one greatest right there's There's one that's just one like some people will say in boxing is muhammad ali some people will say in basketball is michael jordan some people say is lebron james depending on who you talk to but like there has to be a number one be to me in hip-hop and in sports because to me it's like sports and hip-hop are very similar to me yeah like there's standings there's record you know like how many turnaround turnovers did jay-z have like that stuff counts how many whack verses did he have versus good verses what's the ratio like to me it's really math it's numbers Mm -hmm. women lie men lie numbers don't jay-z said that you know there's a jay-z line for everything we could think about in life and i and i will say i think in the despite what y'all want to say about pens and all of this stuff because just like you said yo there's a jay-z line for everything there's a Drake line for everything because Ooh. when you talk, because when, when you start talking about sports and rap, I was like, yo, <laughs> Drake said, yeah, like, nah, numbers rap, don't lie. No, but he, but yo, he said, like, yo, we want to be them. They want to be us. Yeah. Like, he said that. He's like, yo, rap and sports is very synonymous. We want to be them. They want to be us. Yes. So I agree with that. He's also a Scorpio, October 24th, gang, 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 just like yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I always, because I see that everywhere, like, People are calling SZA the GOAT. And I'm like, the GOAT of what? I don't, yeah, like... <laughs> and that's no disrespect to SZA. No. I know my friends think I have beef with her, and I kind of do because there's this whole SOS uh, debacle that I have that I'm not going to expound on here, maybe later, maybe some t- somewhere along the line. But I just have an issue with people wanting to be goats or being called goats, but they're not doing goat things. No. I, you know I, what I mean? But I mean, it's it's hard to say what goat things are because, again... No, it's not. You know by impact. What, what, but what I mean by that, what I mean by goat things is because a goat is... So, by the definition, goat is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Right? So, that means that whatever you're doing is unprecedented. Like, there is no benchmark to it there's nothing that can be compared to it you're just you're a one of one across the board Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's so easy to put hove in that category because it's like yo everything hove did unprecedented you just didn't see it it hasn't happened since didn't happen till like it's just what it was Mm -hmm. right uh so even when you're thinking about SZA, everyone's just like yo SZA's a goat yo well she can't be a goat she's not doing goat things yo fam it's because 
She can't because, again, there's no, like, to be a GOAT, it literally means, yo, you are doing something that just can't even be measured. Mm. It's beyond measure. It's beyond, like, I think that's where when you get into the the spectrum of different GOATs um, and you start talking about, like, the the Michael Jacksons of the world, it's just like, yo, wow. fam, like, yo, fam, like, you wouldn't even know who to call to get a giraffe. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, yo, don't talk, like, yo, don't talk to me. You got tigers. Yeah, like, yo, don't talk to me about, yo, 25 million records with one album. Yo, fam, don't talk to me, all right? Yeah, Cause that's thriller. How be, yo, because then people be like, oh, yeah, like, yo, be, Beyonce has surpassed Michael Jackson. Yo, I fam. Mean, but Beyonce is the closest things in, I think, in terms of stardom that we have to Michael Jackson. I don't think so. Really? I don't. I don't, and the reason why I she's say, not the closest though. I'm saying in, well, yeah, on right. the spectrum. Okay, I'm not the saying closest, she's right behind. Okay, him. okay, yeah, okay. When you frame it like that, I do agree. I do agree. She is definitely like the closest thing to it, just based on uh, cultural impact, like just everything that that she is. And just to caveat, just to really caveat this, this is coming from someone who's not even the biggest Beyonce fan. Careful what you say. I and the, but it's. I think for for me, I think people get too caught up in the uh, in the idea of everybody has to like what everybody likes. No, fair. So I think for me, it's like, yo, I'm I'm not a fan of Beyonce, and she don't need me to be, like, because that's and. I, yeah. I, th- I think back because to one thing about the beehive is we're going to stand for oh, Beyonce course, and we're not going to allow you to slander her. Oh, of course. Not I can here, never, not I, now. As a, as a New Yorker and as a, as a fan <laughs> of Hove, I can't ever speak ill of Beyonce. Right. Cause she's the queen. Be- so that's why for me, it's like, yo, I can't speak ill of her just out of my love for Hove. I'll never <laughs> speak ill of her. It's more so just like a, but I can openly say like, nah, like I'm also just not, um, I'm not a member of the of the Beehive. Like I'm not a right. like I'm like like I didn't listen to the album. Like I don't I don't listen to her albums. I don't know the records. That's like no, I don't. I just don't. I just want to say that I want to be disassociated from this yo uh, comment, don't. this behavior, this mindset. Um, I am a Beyonce fan through and through. I don't know what yeah. this man's talking about. You're not but listening I mean, to the Beehive. But I think it's but I think that's where though like and it's something that Russ always says sarcasm. <laughs> but I think that's something that uh, Russ talks about. And again, Russ, some, Russ no, no, Russ, the, the artist. The, oh. the, yes. Yeah. Artist Russ. He, um, and again, I don't even, I don't listen to his music, but I listen to every one of this motherfucker's interviews. I listen to his interviews. He's a great talker. He's great. He's great. But he's something that he talks about is just like, yo. He's arrogant. He's the difference between arrogant and confident. I don't think he's, yeah. But I mean, that's all perspective as well. Because I don't, I don't view him. I view him as very, I view him as very confident. Because he doesn't say that he's better than anyone. He just thinks he's great. Okay. That's fine. You we'll and you can go back to here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where, though, something that he talks about is just, like, when people comment, um, Russ has all of these plaques, but I've never heard one Russ song. Russ that's is just crazy. like, but I still have all of these plaques. Like, this, right. like, like, that should show you how insignificant you are. It doesn't mean you're not my audience. Because you're not my audience. Yeah. So that's how I feel about Beyonce. It's just like, yeah, like, I understand your greatness and I understand, like, your impact. And even to your point of, like, yo, she's, she is the closest thing to Michael Jackson. I can agree with that. I'm not your audience, though. But right. I can agree with that because I see it. Right. So, um, but where I put, like, but that's where it's like, yo, like, Michael Jackson is a goat. People would faint at his presence. 
Yo. I, Mere we, presence. I have a coworker and I miss him so much. I'm about to go back to Target just to go see him. Um, but the shout out to Caesar if he's watching. Probably not, but there's this young guy at work who like we just formed a relationship and I don't know. This is totally side note. I have to give context because that's just who I am. But I am genuinely attracted to men, like mm-hmm. not physically, but like <laughs> mentally and spiritually. There's something about men that I appreciate. And so the people that I connect with most are men. Yeah. Um. And there's this young kid at work who was just so hilarious and we would always talk about music and he would be like yo you listen to this song check this song out right we would exchange kind of our music and i would test him like do you know lenny kravitz that was the first conversation Mm -hmm. we had like to me lenny kravitz i'm gonna use the term goats loosely he's a goat yeah because he is the first black modern rock star yeah like the barriers he broke are like we don't talk about it enough he doesn't get enough credit I was he gonna doesn't say get enough credit i was gonna say but so i asked him and he was like no i don't know who that is and i'm like how are you black in america and you don't know who lenny kravitz is like you have to know so then i made it my duty to always educate him on like just small musical facts and we talked about michael jackson one day i'm bringing this full circle now we talked about michael jackson and i was like do you listen to michael jackson please tell me yes and he was like what who doesn't listen to Michael Jackson? Mind you, this is a kid who was born in 2000. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson died in 2009, but I think um, Invincible came out 2003, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm going to fact check say, that. I want to say something something along, the, along those lines. Yeah, so you're, you're talking to a kid who doesn't even remember September 11. Mm-hmm. Like, he was only one years old. Literally, I think he was born, like, September 9th or something like that. Um who knows Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson transcends all generations. My daughter knows who Michael Jackson is. Same. And right? partly yeah. is obviously my yeah. doing and, and, you know, showing her the good shit. But, like, still, the fact that he can be able to transcend generations, Invincible was 2001. Look at that. Yeah. He wasn't even, he wasn't even uh, like, old enough to remember this album, but he knows Michael Jackson. And he doesn't know too much of Invincible. He knows... Bad, yeah, news, thriller. bad thriller, yeah. And I'm just like, yo, imagine going on Ticketmaster.com, buying a ticket just to faint. Yeah, like you're paying. Yeah, hard earned money. However much it was, 125 dollars to get carted to off. Pull up. Yo, yo, do you understand? Yo, that is that the only is thing. Powerful. Yo, the only thing that you could equate it to. <laughs> Would be wild. The, the only thing you can equate it to is like however many, um, however many chickens it costs to be <laughs> at like Jesus's like crucifixion. Be like, yeah, I just want to be here for this. <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to be here. You know, and then you just go and you just faint. You just want to say you were there. I just, just want to say I was there. I just want to say yeah. that I was there. I saw him. <laughs> Look, and I you, Google. I'm I'm on YouTube right now, typing in people fainting. And one of the searches are people fainting at Michael Jackson's concert. Yo, there's got to be a, like a, a complete compilation. And um, someone's, yeah, out, and someone's sure, out. And you know what's funny too? Someone's out there who was at the show. They were just like, yo, that was me. That was, yeah. that was me. Like, look at these people. Yeah, that was me. They are. Just, he's yeah. literally just standing there. Yeah. Just yo, doing this. I Yo, I'm telling you. And I people are not, fainting and yeah. screaming at the top of their lungs. The moment that someone reaches this level... Is the moment that I'm willing to ever have a full blown conversation of like, all right, 
the thing is, we'll never see this again. We never will. But never. I, I, but I think that's where, for many many reasons, uh, Michael Jackson was very much. Um, it's there's so many factors to it. Yeah, that it's just like it's nuanced. There's yeah, it's so it's one of one. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> for many reasons, we'll never see a kid that young become that famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we just won't ever see it again. Yeah. Um, because, and that's where for me, like I've gotten into the conversation of, uh, with, with like Michael Jackson naysayers mm. where I'm just like, yo, like I very adamantly believe that there's just so much stuff that we, we turn a blind eye to and we completely ignore and we remove from the conversation to where people try to, uh, act as though, like this man was no different than any other man mm-hmm. where they're just like, Oh, well, would you blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yo fam, I wasn't one of the most famous acts in the world at the age of five. Mm. I can't tell you what I would do at 30. It's not even that he was famous at the age of five is the amount of talent he had no, at insane. a young age. It was insane. And that's why and his f- story is fascinating as yeah. well. Oh, of course. But I think that's where for me, I will always be someone who truly believes in who will always believe in his innocence of just like, yo, like I don't think he ever did anything, mm. um, anything malicious because I can, I can understand how, that can turn it because it's no different than any other um it, with any other like uh mental impact of any sort of trauma or anything where it's just like yo like that's good there's gonna be a result of that mm. so it's just like yo we all and you and you've probably seen it with people in high school we had the conversation about the you know the uncle rico yo if they would coach would have put me in mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like with people uh people get the husbands yeah but there there are moments where people's mental is stunted because of something that goes on and for me i think when i think of michael jackson i'm like yo like when you get that famous that quick at that young of an age and all of this stuff is like yeah like there are certain aspects of your maturity that are going to be stunted at that age because you like when people say yo, just your mentality is different period your mentality is different because of all of these circumstances that are completely nuanced one of one there is nothing to compare you to yeah. You can't compare him to nobody else because no other kid that age was that famous in all of these things and that talented. You can't compare it to nobody else because we mm. ain't never seen it before. Yeah. We never saw it like we never saw it at that time and we ain't seen it since. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the closest thing, think about it. Now uh we we treat the kid who's a talented phenomena at age uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, when Chris Brown came out, we were just like, yo, this is... Justin yo, Bieber, too. Justin Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, yo, this is like the second coming of Usher. This is amazing. All of this stuff. Yo, fam, picture that, but at the age of, like, our kids. Oh, that's wild. You know what I'm saying? I can't even picture that. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, anytime... And like, that's what I think of. I'm like, yo, like... Well, he was exposed to... All of that. Yeah. So, like, I think about that, like, when I think about my son, I was like, yo, like, at my son's age, Michael Jackson was on the fucking Ed Sullivan touring. show. He yeah. was touring. He's on the Ed <laughs> Sullivan show. He's yeah. all of this stuff. My <laughs> son, like, my, my son at the house, no bread, no money to his name. And <laughs> then the people he had access to, too, like, the um, 
Snort, uh, Smokey Robinson and Barry Gordy, like Motown Records, one of the greatest record labels, right, that we've seen. Um, the abuse of his father, right? Yeah, it's like, crazy. There's just so many. Ugh. It's crazy. We could it's go crazy. on forever about hey, Michael Jackson. We could legacy. go on forever. One day we do need to talk about how old Smokey Robinson is because that man has been old. <laughs> Michael our Jackson's whole, whole life. Our whole lives. Michael Jackson's whole life. Like, yo, no how facts. old is Smokey Robinson? He's Rob- 82 years old. Yo, wow. why does he look so good? Nah, like, he's, he's, he's Smokey Robinson is whatever nationality Pharrell Williams is. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're thinking they're drinking the whatever, same water. Yeah, like they're drinking <laughs> the exact same. That's so funny. Yo, they have to be because there's That's just hilarious. no other way. There, there's no other way. There's yeah. no other way. They are drinking from the same fountain. No, because um, he really has been alive for mad long. Yo, eighty-two years is a long time. That's yeah, like a, a good life. And don't you know? tell. And don't just tell me it's CMOS. No, <laughs> don't just tell me it's don't. It, that ain't just CMOS and oatmeal. Like I'm not no buying it. Way. Like y'all got me fucked you. up. If you think that I'm going to buy for a second, that that's just CMOS. But man. also CMOS is good for you. I know. I had yo. I had, right. yo, I had CMOS uh, for the first time on Elmwood at a Summers Corner. I don't know if you've been oh, there before. Yes, their yo, um, their honey biscuit is yo, delicious. amazing. I had CMOS over there for the first time. And I swear, I, th- I felt like I could fly afterwards. I was like, this shit, I, I feel so <laughs> cleansed. <laughs> I had that was some soul renewed. Yeah, like that was some soul food. I was just like, oh my god, like I'm, I'm ready. You gotta to f- go to um Southside Smoothie on Prairie Avenue. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I ain't been there. It's yet. the first juice bar in, in Providence, I think. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I gotta go um, check that and out. And it's smack dab in the middle of the hood. We needed that over there. Shout out to Crook Rock and um. Uh, is it Eric, his nephew? I always forget his name. I am so sorry. I apologize. But yes, shout out to Southside Smoothie and Crook Rock. And yeah. we are moving on. So I have, um, we are, we are way deep into our time. So I'm just going to list some things and then we could talk about, I guess, the biggest ones. But yeah, let's get into it. There was a lot of moments in pop culture this 2022. It was a very interesting year for celebrities for mm-hmm. the world for me personally uh the will smith slap of course uh johnny depp in amber heard case yep. jennifer lopez getting back with ben affleck kanye yes. west on drink champs and all the other things that came with that yes the corn song the, the little black boy is corn. yes um britney was freed yep. from her father's uh custody mm-hmm. um black panther part two was a yeah. big moment Woo. Elon Musk buying Twitter and yep. also stepped down, I think, yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yeah, something, yeah. Pretty wild. Um, Megan the Stallion in the Tory Lane's case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diddy's lover boy mess. Yep. Uh, PMB Rock passing <sighs> away. Dang. I didn't have that on my list. Now I'm all Yeah. Broken. And the latest one um, is Twitch yes. passing away, right? So there was a lot of moments in 2022. For me personally, the one that sticks out to me the most. And hit the most was Twitch. I talked about him last week um, because it was a suicide. Yes. And I watched Twitch from when he was on So You Think You Can Dance, being on Ellen and like looking forward to watching this, to watch him dance and voting for him, right? It was back Mm -hmm. when you voted like on the phone. Yep. Um, So that one hit me very, very... Like, I'm like, yo, you were just like... 
I'm not gonna get dark and deep because I did this last week, but yeah. death is weird to me because it's like you're here today, gone tomorrow. Um, and then another one was the one that other that hit me, or like that I most gravitated towards was the Will Smith and Chris Rock slap. Yo, I, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about the slap. Uh, just based on I think just like just reading the different feedback, and mm-hmm. I don't know where you stand, where you stood on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just think that where, like, it just showed where just people, where people stand on these sorts of things. I'm like, yo, fam, what? Like, what are y'all so talking about? I'll, I'll, I'll go well with where I stand and then I'll, I'll toss it to you. For me, when I first saw it, I, was, I wasn't watching it in real time. I was chilling with a friend and he was on his phone and he was like, yo, did you just see Will Smith get, Will, uh, Chris Rock get slapped? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock on live television. And I'm like, Will Smith of all, like, you know, like he's the clean cut. Yeah. Like the safe black man that white people love. And we're watching it. We're watching the replay. It went viral instantly. Of course. And I'm like, nah, this is a joke. This is not real. And I'm on Twitter going crazy like, yo, I have to find out if this is real. But then when he, right, so Chris, so the premise, if you don't know, which is crazy if you don't know. Yeah. Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pickett's bald head. We know Jada Pickett to have short hair most of our lives, right? Jada Pickett has always had short hair. She never really had long hair. And she's been bald for a minute now. We find out that, well, through her, via her Instagram, that she has alopecia. Alopecia is when you lose hair, go mm-hmm. bald, you lose, like, your eyebrows, like, hair, hair right. on your head. Um, also, given that I am a huge fan of Will Smith. I love Will Smith. Do yeah. I love all his movies? No. No. But who he is, yeah, I his ideals, yeah. the way he speaks, his mindset is something I admire. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to him closely and in the process of him make the movie, um, uh, the movie about the Serena sister, the Serena and King Richard. Yes. King Richard, Serena. I don't want to mess up the Venus and Serena Venus and Serena Williams. Williams. Yes. The, the goats of tennis. Yes. They definitely are. They definitely are. Uh, especially Serena cause she took it the furthest, obviously, but I'm listening to him talk about evolution, talk about, therapy reflection and trauma and going back to his childhood and he was on the roots um quest loves podcast Mm -hmm. and he talked all about how king richard really made him tap into like this protector Mm -hmm. and something that he kind of always wanted to be but couldn't be like and then watching his mom get beat by his Mm -hmm. father and not being able to do anything like this is very nuanced yeah this slap this to me this slap is not an and not an overnight on the spot thought it's this is like it's something that was exactly yeah, something absolutely. that was built up we watched jada pickett get dragged through social media for the last two years because of the whole mm-hmm. august alcina thing right so for me when i saw the slap did i agree with it no mm-hmm. i don't agree with violence mm-hmm. have i been violent before to solve some issues huh. once or twice <laughs> who's counting but also I know what it's like to be in a pain, a place of pain or a place of having to prove I can, you can't fuck with me. Exactly. Because this is my person, first of all. Mm -hmm. And you don't know where I'm at mentally, emotionally. You don't know what's going on at home. Like, I don't know. I, I know it's a joke. 
and Chris Rock is just a comedian and people will say whatever. But when I saw him slap Chris Rock, I was like, okay, this is disrespectful. This is crazy. But then when he sat down and said, keep my names, keep, keep my, my wife. wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah. I was like, no, I feel this. Yeah. No, to I agree my with that. core. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand the sentiment to like the T because mm-hmm. I've been in a position where you feel like you have to protect whether it be your wife, cousin, brother, sister, like I've been in positions where I feel like, nah, I'm going to, this is, this is my fuck. This is like family. Yeah. Like I'm standing up. Like, yeah. Fuck out of here. I don't care who's here. I don't, go, I don't yeah. care. The cameras are rolling. I don't, I understand that sentiment. And then to watch him. Cause he, he had an interview not too long ago with, um, the black man, uh, Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Noah asked him about it. It was the first time I think that he spoke about it like thoroughly in public. And he cried on this TV show. And mm-hmm. you could just tell that he's remorseful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he's like, but I was going through some shit. Like yeah. I was not okay in that moment. And I think we have to allow people the grace to be human, right? He's Will Smith and he's loved and admired and he's done so much things that we feel like this attachment to mm-hmm. due to like nostalgia and yeah. childhood memories and all that great stuff. But at the end of the day, he is just Willard Smith. Yeah. He is just a man. And that slap for me, I think was the best thing to happen to him personally. In yeah. His personal life. I could agree with that. Not in his career, obviously, because no. so many people will judge him forever based off this. But like, I think as a man, as a human being, he needed that moment to, I guess, kind of reflect on, like, who do I want to be? Who am mm-hmm. I for real? What am I feeling inside? And to what you were saying earlier about, like, facing those ugly parts of mm-hmm. yourself. And maybe not even knowing that you have those ugly parts until you're in that moment that your ugliness gets tested. Right? Because mm-hmm. I had a similar moment with with someone who I love. I had, a, like, a crazy argument about about nothing really but it just became like this robust argument of so many other things that were brewing up over time Mm -hmm. so then to get in that angry space i'm like yo i don't even want to like i didn't even intend that's not me i'm Mm -hmm. not an angry person that's not how i react to things but the truth is yes it is because you did it Mm -hmm. and so i think that this was the most human moment that we've seen in celebrity tea in a very long time and to me, I think we could all learn from what Will Smith Will Smith says about this. Um, the way Chris Rock handled it, I think it was very gracious and professional. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have slapped him back. He could have talked shit. You know, he could have met him outside, whatever it was. But I think it was. I think he held it. I think he held it down. And it's unfortunate that it happened like this on national TV. And there's all these things where people are like, oh, black on black violence. And first of all, black on black violence is not even a real thing. But I'm not gonna get to that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of my favorite moments because it made me think about me. It made me look inward. It made me look about the things or it made me look to the things that I don't like about myself. And how can I stop myself from getting to a Will Smith moment? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think it's that part, though. I think it's the it's the awareness of knowing because I think because very similar to you. I've been in those situations where it's like, yo, like, nah, like I'm, I'm protective. I'm I, like you, 
you test me with someone that I care about mm. and I'm going to act out of character. Mm. But I think it's the self-awareness to be like, yo, but that's like, yeah, no, like I'm letting you know that I'm acting out of character. I'm letting you like you're knowing that. Like, well, this is part of my character. Well, because but that's but I think the Will Smith thing, I think the part where I take where I take an opposing stance is when people act as though like, nah, he was totally right. Everything was right. Like he was right, and Chris Rock was just wrong to to mm. even make the joke. And I'm just like, yo, fam, what? Like, that's Chris Rock's job is to be he on was that. Literally hired to he's, make jokes. He's literally hired to make jokes, and it isn't. And I and completely understand they're like because people are like, oh, well, that's that's Will Smith's wife. It's like yes, but Will Smith's wife is not a pedestrian. Mm. Will Smith's wife isn't some nobody. Like she's Jada Pinkett Smith. She's Jada Pinkett Smith. Like this isn't like this isn't Justin Bieber's wife. Sit, sitting next to him right who this is somebody who's been in the line no right? like this is this and this is like you know this is a member of the academy this is someone who is also like an actress in her own right mm. aside from will yeah you know what i'm saying like th this isn't she's like, very much jada she's jada she was jada before will yeah she's been jada forever yeah like we we saw the letters to Pac. Like she's been, okay. <laughs> she's been Jada, but like that's what I'm. But I think for you me, you could have just said poetic justice. Yeah, I mean not like, poetic justice. Um, yeah, uh, no, that was poetic, poetic justice. It was her, her and Pac. No, no, that's Janet Jackson. That was Janet. That was Janet. <laughs> what the fuck was Janet? Um, in? Uh, uh, set, set it, it off. off. Set yeah, it off. but like that's what I'm saying though. It's like yo, in the Matrix. That's we, not me at the Matrix. Very true. But I think that's where like for me, it's like yo, you can't. Because I also think it's it's that kind of stuff that I think um, is is very indicative to like how we want to pick and choose when we minimize and amplify yes um, black women mm, oof. in general yo because think about it in that moment that's deep in that moment where Will Smith is doing this in that moment you are willing to completely minimize. Who Jada Pinkett Smith is to support your argument that Will Smith should have smacked that motherfucker. Mm. You're willing to be like, yup, like Jada Pinkett Smith is nobody. Chris Rock has no right to be acknowledging Will Smith's wife. And I'm like, yo, fam, hold up. Like, I you, see what you're saying. You, you're not finna sit here and act like Will Smith's wife is nobody. Yeah, you're I not, get what you're saying. You, like, you, you, now you're but picking, that's but some people that's some people's argument too. Like, how do you do that to Jada? But that's but now but that's that's a different conversation because it's how do you do that to Jada versus how do you do that to Will Smith's wife are two different points. Yeah, true. Because how you do that to Jada, the the response is. You do that to Jada the same way you do it to every other person that you're talking to in the crowd who's a member of the Academy. Because mm. it ain't like Chris Rock is over there um, insulting guests right. and, and plus ones. <laughs> nah, he's only right. talking to the... I mean, he has to. He's only... He's, he's talking to every celebrity that's there. Yeah. And we've seen every single host of every award show do this, whether mm. it be the fucking ESPYs where, like, you'll see fucking Peyton Manning talk about Kevin Durant leaving the war and all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, this team did so good that Kevin Durant wanted to join them. 
But even like the roasting show, remember that? Yeah. Okay, the roast. But it's like, yo, like if you're here, you catching something. If you here and you're famous enough, <laughs> you are catching a bullet. Like, yo, if you're famous enough that your name is going to show up on a title card on the screen, fam, I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hear me talk about you. So that's where for me, I'm like, yo, you're picking and choosing when to minimize and when to maximize because when it comes to. Like, oh, of course he talk about her. She's super relevant. Of course you're going to talk about her. She hella relevant. And on top of that, based off of everything that, even what you said, you were like, yo, like Jada been catching heat for the last like two, three years. What he said was light compared to what he could have like, what he could have went to. That's true. Because <laughs> it wasn't Ooh. a, it, it wasn't an entanglement comment. Yeah, true. It wasn't a red table comment. It mm. wasn't none of that. It was her hair. It was just the I hair mean, and it was just, yo, this is what I see right now. He was literally freestyling. He was just like, he saw her right then and there and was just like, whoop, like I'm, I'm on fire. Know. Right? But the thing is too, people said that Will Smith and Chris Rock have a history of like friction. So I think that added to it too. Man, I, at that point, I think it's people, because I did see that too. And I'm just like, all right, now y'all just pushing narratives. Cause I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think Will Smith has, if I'm not mistaken, I think Will Smith has confirmed that, yeah, they've had like, I think, conversations before about no, Jada. I'm sure that they might they might have had conversations about Jada. But again, I think in that moment, when you're uh, when you're Chris Rock and you're there to like pretty much, yo, anything you set your eyes on. Yeah, everything is a go. Everything is a go. You're not thinking about anything like that. I think it's no because I think it's yo. It's yeah, no, I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it was malicious either, and I think that's that's at the core of it. At the core of it is like yo. I don't think Chris Rock was acting maliciously. Mm. I don't think there was any sort of uh, um, malintent in, in what he was doing because if there was, he would have he would have anticipated because when someone is acting in malintent, mm -hmm. there's an expectation of I'm about to receive some shit for this. Yeah. Because I know when I say, if I'm saying some shit that I There's know. There's going to be some consequences. I'm, and not, not only are there going to be consequences, but motherfucker, I'm ready for them. That's why I said it. Mm. Like, I said it because I'm, I'm, I'm here for the smoke. Yeah. So if I'm Chris Rock and I'm saying something with the intent of, yo, I'm about to cook your wife in front of you. And I dare you to do some shit. I see you get up. I'm thinking, oh, you about to do some shit. Motherfucker, I'm ready for some shit. Yeah, he was not ready for He that. was not ready for some shit because he was just like, yo, like, he, 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 like, Chris Rock looked at him like, oh, like, we about to do the kid and play. <laughs> like, oh, we about to get busy? Like, what's nah, going he on? he said, uh-oh. He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, oh, like, uh-oh. I don't know what's about to happen. Like, I don't think it's going to be this. Because Chris Rock, that like any wild. other person, yo, I don't think I this I still can't even believe that that happened. Yeah, yeah. I it's can't believe wild. it either. But let's move on to some other pop culture moments in, in 20. What stuck out to you? Um, I had a couple a couple things that I did write down. Um, I do think, uh, so two babies that I do feel like their existence is going to like, uh, is, is going to like really just change the landscape of like our future. And we're not, and we're just completely just the <laughs> oversight of this. Where is this going? Is wild, but. Uh, the the Big Sean and Janae baby. Oh, that I'm yo. Damn. If y'all don't think that this little human is about like yo, these two. So these two sets of humans. First off, I already know who you're gonna say. Big Sean and Janae, and, and then the, Rihanna and, and, and the ASAP Riri baby. 
I knew you were going to say that. Yo, fam. I got to drink to that. Because that is crazy. I didn't even think of the greatness that's about to come out Yo, the ASAP Riri, baby, and the Big Show. Yo. That's But even like, because, and I will say, because this is a conversation I had with someone about Big Sean and Janae, musically, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Did you like their project, the 2088? Absolutely. I loved it, too. Absolutely. But the thing is, though, sonically, as a duo, I like them more than Beyonce and Hove. Oh. As, like, a duo. like Yeah, yo, like, like a couple. Yeah, like a couple making music together. I like that, because I did, I have listened to... The Carters. Yeah, like, I have listened to that. Because, not a fan? Because Hove. No. Not that I'm not a fan. I did think the album was dope. Like, they had dancers on the cover. Shout out to them. That was dope. <laughs> um, I think the album was dope. Mm. But when you listen to that 2088, I'm like, yo, this is like... It hits different. It's just, it hits different because it's just like, yo, it's a couple that musically you could just tell. Um, they just mesh. They mm. mesh way better than... than Because I also think, too, Beyonce and Hove are uh, both... Their, their greatness... Like they're so great individually, yes. That it's it just can't like be really, you really can't mesh it together. It don't, I, it don't I mix well. I get what you're saying. It don't well, mix as well. We got we got some good stuff out of them. No, no, we got some good we got stuff. Ape shit. We yes. got crazy in love, drunk yes. in love. No, there's a lot of greatness, but I think again when you're talking about like an album, and it's like, yo, you and I are gonna work. Yeah, we're gonna conceptually create something together that's gonna be this like unified thing. It it didn't mix as fluidly as 2088 did. I agree, but a lot of people won't agree based off the names. Of course, of yeah. course, based off the names. But we gotta take a drink to that uh, 2088 because that was a good one. I think Yo. it's underrated. Mm-hmm. But they, that's so funny that you thought about them. Yo, them those babies. two babies. Yo, <laughs> telling you those those two babies are gonna like game changers. Just wait and see if y'all think I that like wait. if y'all think that. Uh, that Ye's babies and and Hov and Beyonce's oh, babies. But you, we don't know if about you Ye's think babies. If you think about all these babies, cool, yo, underrated, <laughs> underrated babies. babies of 2022, <laughs> <laughs> underrated babies, yo, the Big Sean and Janae baby and the ASAP <laughs> Riri baby is about to be some shit. Watch, just you wait and see. Um, <laughs> and then something else culturally, and this is something that. I'm only saying this and because I think uh, pre-pod, I did give you, I gave you some flowers. I gave you a few flowers pre-pod, but mm-hmm. I want to give you some more flowers like on the air. What? But That's yo, crazy. I think an underrated moment as far as just like Rhode Island cultural shit mm-hmm. that I think is, uh, it, A, isn't talked about enough. B, I think will be talked about way more in the future. Mm. Once you, like you keep rocking, you keep doing what you're doing. When I'm dead. Um, not nah, yo, your interaction, your interaction <laughs> with Angie Martinez. Oh my God. Yo, I'm sorry. I saw that. <laughs> and that was one of those things. I saw your interaction with Angie Martinez and I was like, yo, this is going to be the thing that like five, 10, 15 years, however long down the road, uh, is going to be like, it's going to be, t- I'm cleaning my eyes. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be talked about. In like a, um, it'll be like an interaction between y'all down the road. It was just like, yo, there was this one time and we get into this story. Like, it's going to be one of those From stories. From your mouth to God's ears. Like, it's going to be one of those stories. Because it makes me think so much even about like, especially when I think about Angie Martinez, who I like, I'm a big time, especially, I mean, as a born bred New Yorker. Just We're like, talking about goats here. Exactly. Like, she has all of these different just like moments with people. Right. And I think, 
Um, even I think about like her moment with like ASAP Rocky, where ASAP Rocky his her moment he, with Pop Smoke. Her moments with Bob's with uh, with Pop Smoke. Um, when I think about her moment with Rocky, Rocky is named after Rakim, the rapper. Mm-hmm. And there was like a moment, like it, like ASAP was in the studio with her, and she brought in Rakim, and like he met him for the first time. That's crazy. And it was I didn't like, know that story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to look it up. It's so it's like a dope ass interview moment. It's such a dope moment where like ASAP Rocky, to the, like he literally goes and like FaceTimes his mom on the spot and was just like, "Yo, ma, look who I'm here with." Wow. And this is like early, like early ASAP Rocky too. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yo, ma, look who I'm here with. Like I'm here with Rock, like the guy. And she was like, oh my God, is that the God? It's so dope. But that's why I'm like, yo, when I think about Angie Martinez and I think of you and I think I, I might've said this to you. Um, if not, I was like, yo, like you are very much like, like Angie Martinez out here. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, seeing- I don't take that lightly. So, like, seeing that moment of y'all interacting, I'm just like, yo, like, that's going to be a thing. Like, that's going to be a moment that I feel like people just aren't appreciating as much right now. Mm. Uh, but as, like, give it time. Like, it will make sense later. Yeah, like, it'll it'll make way more sense later. But, like, y'all can overlook it now. But when I saw it, I was just like, oh, that's going to, like, You know what's watch. so crazy? Because I tried to... Like, well, in that moment, I was going through a very rough patch, like mm-hmm. mentally and like in my personal life. And yep. I was praying heavy, like, God, please, I just need a sign that I'm on the right path, that I'm just doing things, that what I say and what I believe about myself and what we've built here on this podcast is not in vain. I just need something to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was recording the day after, or I think it was, I don't remember what day it was. I think I recorded the day before and I wasn't confident about the episode. And I was just like, you know, I think even with confidence, there's still a lot of self-doubt, but oddly enough, that self-doubt drives me because mm-hmm. it, it, it pushes me to be curious. Like yeah. I'll say things like, like I used to be on the phone all the time. Like, yo, I'm done with this podcast. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not getting the recognition I thought I deserved or like the people who I look up to and admire don't really fuck with me like that. Like they yeah. don't support it. Like people aren't sharing it. Like I think they are like, I see the numbers. I see people are listening to it, but nobody's, you know, it just like that feeling of being under like unappreciated and wanting and yearning that yeah. validation and working through that and realizing, like, I don't need that validation. No. But that is a process. Like, Absolutely. That doesn't happen overnight. So when she has a, she, she first of all, she had a podcast way back then. Mm-hmm. So I follow her then when she had it with Miss Info, who's yep. also another radio host from New York. And it was a great podcast. Like, they were just chopping it up, talking about life. So I follow her through that. And, of course, all her interviews and listening to her live on the radio and just, like, in terms of skill set, she is what I aspire to be. Absolutely. Not not necessarily. I can never be Angie Martinez. No, but it's it's more so just, like, that same essence. Right, the essence. And I have a friend who would always be like, yo, you are the Angie Martinez. Absolutely. And I would be like, yo, that's crazy because what she has accomplished is beyond anything I could imagine for myself, but... So she she started a new podcast in real life, and the first episode was with Lauren London. I think the second one was with Mary J. Blige, which mm-hmm. was the one we talked about, or the one with Joe Budden, I want to say, I think, which was the third one, the third episode. So she was on Twitter, 
um, doing the Twitter talk space. Yep. Which is like mm-hmm. that app that was yeah, mad the popular. Clubhouse. The Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They shut that down quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. We can do this shit here. Right. <laughs> we don't need and you. And when she was on it, I caught it for the second episode, and she was asking people for their opinion on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Trying to get in her like, yo, get me in, let, let me, me in, let me in. And then um mad people. She was like, I'm just going to start adding random people. And I was like, I hope she adds me. And she didn't add me. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. It's cool. Like, it's fine. Um, And then I tweeted her. Like, when I tweeted her, add me, a friend of mine, shout out to Tony T, who's an up-and-coming R&B artist. Uh, she was like, yo, did she add you? And I was like, no. And I went to bed, and when I woke up, I saw a tweet back from Angie Martina saying, I'm going to add you next time. Hey. And I was like, not a tweet from the Angie Martina. Like, Yo, that's, yeah. I went to work with, like, a new set, like, a new set of batteries. Yo, that'll so do then, it. So yeah, then, it's the little things. Yo. And then the next week, she goes back on. Excuse me. She announces that she's going to go on Twitter space. She's like, next week I'm coming back, whatever. And I'm like, where? So I'm going to log on. And when she goes live, I was like the first person. And I was like, damn, I don't want to feel like a groupie being the first person. In there, yo. In there then early. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here. I'm here. It's that time. Fuck out of <laughs> and here. And then when she's like, they're setting up and she's talking to her assistant or her intern. I'm not sure who that is. Um, she was like, yo, we're just going to start adding people so we can start. And she sees my name and she says my name. And I don't know if she remembered the tweet. Yeah. But she was like, I see here a Christina Sev. And then she says my, and I'm like, now my heart's going. Yeah, because yo, she just said your name. Because the pressure is on Yeah, I'm about to get the floor. Like, I'm going to speak to the Angie Martinez. And I could say some crazy shit or I could make this a moment. Yeah. And so the week before that, people were just showering her like, Yo, Angie, you You're so great. You, yeah, yo, you amazing, yo. <laughs> you yo. holding it down for the city. Yo. You know, like niggas are doing the yeah. most. And she's like, Yeah, thank you, baby. But like also, did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, that's nah, yo, Angie, yo, you like yo, <laughs> I you listen a queen, to all your yo, you amazing. Yo, Angie, real shit. Yo, you the, you the one. It's really you, yo. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I can't do that. Nah, I cannot nah. fangirl. I have to. I have to act like I'm on the same level. Yo. <sighs> so when she's talking and talking, and then I'm like, now I'm like paying hopscotch. Like, do I get in here? Do I not? Do I like? And I was like, no, I have to say something before she ends this. So then she asked the question, and then I jumped in, and I spoke over her a little bit, and then you could hear it in the yeah. audio. And she was like, no, uh, what did you say? And then she was like, um, and I was like, it's me, Christina. And then she was like. Then she acknowledged me, and then we had a small conversation. Mm-hmm. I asked her a question. She answered. Then I hit her with a, a follow-up. And she was like, hey, you, what do you do? Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. Yo. It could, she was like, no, because you're really good at this. Yo. That's all I needed. That, but that's, but, and that's when I, yo, when that shit happened, that's why I put it on my list. I was like, yo, that kind of shit is the thing that's like, that's the moment. Mm-hmm. It's that moment where, like, yo, Angie Martinez 
like wants to know what you do before you even said what you do because she's like yo she didn't even you, know me because she's like yo like nah like you doing something mm-hmm. like yo you you doing something who the fuck are you because you're doing something <laughs> yeah. who the fuck is you like are you a plant like who put you in here because <laughs> yeah. you doing some shit right now yeah and I think that's where for me I'm like yo like that's a moment that doesn't get talked about and I think there are a lot of people, you know, who'll say like, yeah, yo, like, you know, Christina said, like, yo, that's the, she's the Angie Martinez out here. And it's just gas. But then it's like, nah, you see moments like that. It's like, no, like, that's real shit. Mm. Because of even like what we're talking about pre-pod. It was just like, yeah, like, I could tell you had a background in writing. Because of your just approach to these things, mm. everything is intentional. Nothing's by accident. Mm. It's all with purpose. So, yeah, like your your interaction with Angie, I'm like, yo, like that's gonna be a moment that down the road, uh, you're gonna have like a one on one type interaction or crossing a path with Angie, and it'll be a moment of like, yo, Full circle this, yeah, like yo, this happened back in 2022, mm. like this thing happened, and she's gonna be like, yo, what, like get the fuck out of here, and then mm. you'll be able to, cause again, it's it's there, it exists, there's a record of this. Mm. And you're, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's where I'm like, yeah, like that's like that's such a moment that God willing, man. I, that's yeah. the goal is to you know when you do things and you're creating like much to like even you with photography, you don't do it because I mean, like of course we want the acknowledgement, the validation, especially if you know you're coming with baggage into something like insecurities and self doubt yeah. and self consciousness and all that stuff, which is something I very much carry, but. Through creating, I've learned to let go of those things. Yeah. Like the validation, the acknowledgement. Like people are going to fuck with you or they're not. And that's just life. And even those that do and they don't say that they do, it's like, I can see that yeah. you're listening. You know what I, I mean? can see you. I can, yeah, I can see that you guys are following. I can see that you guys are paying attention. Mm-hmm. I could tell by the energy when mm-hmm. I say hi to certain people mm-hmm. that I'm doing something that holds weight. So, like, then just creating comes easy. Yeah. Because you're not doing it for the extra stuff. The extra stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. I love to floss. Yeah. I love to flex. I love, that's that's in my character very much so. Yeah. But I'm also humble enough to understand that what, what, what I do here is not of me. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is me, yes, but I'm the vessel. Like, this was... In, embedded in me through something greater. To me, I call it God, right? Yeah. Other people call it the universe or whatever, yes. Gandhi, Buddha, whoever you believe yeah. in. But like for me, it's through God, through Jesus, right? So yes. like this was implanted in me and it's my duty to do this. Like I don't do this because it's fun. I mean, yeah, of course it's fun, but like today, like I'm not even going to hold you. Like I was like, ugh. Like, I'm with my godson, you know, I'm chilling with the fam, and I'm like, I don't really want to, but also, this is my job. Yeah, it's it's trying to, because it's, people underestimate the the feeling of trying to create when creating ain't, like, ain't top of mind. Mm. It's like, yo, you still got to do it, though. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, potting, like, you think potting is all fun and games, but what happens when it's not fun and games? Mm -hmm. You still got to do it. Yeah. Like you, you, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, that's how it was for me when I was potting. It was like, yo, like I'm doing this every week. Um, there's some days where, yo, it ain't shit. Ain't so fly. I don't really feel like, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like potting. There was a couple, there was a couple weeks where like, I just put up a post 
But I would put up a post be like, yo, like, I'm taking a mental health week. Like, yeah, I mean, but those things are important too. Yeah, no, but but that's what, but it's but it's those things that people are just like, yo, where's the pod? Is yo man, fuck the pod. Like my my mind, bro. Like what about mm-hmm. me? Like, no. like you know what I'm saying? But people don't get that because they just think, yo, you're just gonna go on the mic and you're gonna talk and it's gonna be some flash shit. I'm no. like, nah, like yo, there's a lot of it's energy. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of stuff that you got to put into it. Um, and I think that's what all all forms of creating. Yeah. Um, and I think it even goes back to. Uh, just bringing it back to some stuff that we, you know, we talked about before. Where like, yo, people think that it's so easy to create and do, and it's like, yo, not everybody's meant for it. Not everybody's meant to be mm-hmm. a, a creative. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's meant to be their own boss. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. having the self awareness to know, yo, you know what? I'm not meant to be my own boss. I should really go get the check. Right. I should go get a check. Wherever yeah. it is that I'm gonna get a check, I should go get the check. And what I should focus on is how can I make this check as big as possible? Mm. What can I do to make this check bigger? Because like, because trying to be an entrepreneur and yo, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get it out the mud and I'm gonna do all this like stuff that's not secured and mm. I'm gonna bet on myself. Like, yeah, yeah, you it might sounds not sweet. It sounds sweet, but yo, what do you do when 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 you don't got it? What do you do when you're not hitting? Mm. You it, if, unless you're actually ready to deal with that reality, without being a burden to others, you should go get the check. Yeah, you know, um, that's what like I always say. Success, um, success is always internalized, and failure is externalized. Mm-hmm. Meaning, anytime, anytime we succeed, because that's where I think the reason why everyone thinks that they're not they they could be an entrepreneur when we succeed, we think, yo. Um, it's my fault. I did that. I succeeded because of me. I did this. Mm. When I failed, it's external. Yo, it was all these other factors. Yeah. Oof. I, I failed. It wasn't because of me, though. Yeah. I failed because the market was bad. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I, I failed because... Life is unfair. I'm like, black. Yeah, I'm yo. I'm a woman. I'm gay. Yo, yeah, yo. Like, yeah. That, that's why I failed. It had nothing to do with me. So that's why like, I can be an entrepreneur. Because, but I, I'm failing because of all these other obstacles. No, motherfucker, you're failing because of you. <laughs> and because in reality, when you fail, it's your fault. You fail because of something that you did that you are just not, yeah. that you just, you and lacked. But that, in. Also, that is also okay too. But that's okay. But I think that's where, again, it's, that's where the, that's where people, you're, you're more grounded in reality when mm. you can, when you can internalize your failures. And you can attribute your successes externally is where you're more grounded in reality. Because I know for a fact, and I know for a fact all of my successes in life, yeah, there's a portion of it that is attributed to my own efforts, of course. Right. But, like, I'd be be arrogant. I'd be completely delusional if I try to act as though somebody didn't open a door for me. Right. I'd I'd be completely delusional if I try to say, yo... I did it all by myself. It's nobody. It's like the whole self-made conversation. Yeah. It's like nobody no, is self-made. No one's self-made. Somebody had to give you a break. Somebody had to open the door. Somebody had to point you in the hold direction. The door open for you. Someone had to hold the door. Someone had to do something because there is no such thing as uh, succeeding by yourself. That's mm-hmm. not a thing. It's not. And I think people too often uh, want to... Uh, Want, want to attribute success to themselves mm. because they think that allowing for others to have any any um percentage any of it any mm-hmm. parts of it makes it 
makes it less makes it less theirs. Right. I can't yeah. I can't hold ownership to all of the success because uh, 20% of it belongs to this person and the uh, 15 mm-hmm. belongs to that person over there. So I only got what's left and that's not enough for me to pound my chest about. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we so often, like a lot of people try to like own all success and pass out all failures. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people live in uh, delusion Oof. by doing so. As very, That's a very delusional way of, of operating. Very much so. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to... Success, like failure needs to be, what can I do better? Mm. I'm internalizing it. What can I do better? So to, that this doesn't happen. So that this doesn't happen again. Well, not even that this doesn't happen again. What can I do better to reduce the chances of this happening again? And that's more realistic. That's that's like, that's more realistic. What can I do better to reduce the chances of this happening again? And success is, what do I attribute the success of this to? Mm. Externally. Like... When I'm at work, yo, I attribute the success of this of this stuff over here uh, to these people who did A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do this without them. Right. Like, oh, yo, Izzy, you're a dope photographer. Um, what do you attribute your success to? Yo, I attribute it to to these people whose uh, whose accounts I follow. These are the mm-hmm. people who who inspired me. Here are the different, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the different uh Providence Street photographers who who like who helped me out. Yeah, this and past year. you haven't even been shooting for that long. So I've been, so it's, it's crazy. So I've been shooting, I've been shooting for five years, right? But here's the thing. In my five years of shooting. Um, These for, pictures are incredible, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Is this at Pizza Queen? Yeah. I yeah, yeah. That's a video. Yeah, that's a video. I was um one of my like YouTube uh, POV videos. I love those videos that you've been doing. Thank you. We're talking about... um. Thank you. It's Baghead on Instagram. Go check it out. And but like for me, um, it's like yo, like I, I I attribute my success to all of these things over here. These amazing photographers, yo, these are all people who took time to to show me something, to to help lead me in some way, mm-hmm. to teach me a thing or two. I've been shooting for five years for like, and it was funny as I remember, um, I I talked to Ruben about this for like the first year or two. I didn't post my work. Cause I was very adamant. It was just like, yo, you like, you're not gonna see me when I'm trash. <laughs> yeah, you're not finna see me. That when I'm trash. That was my mistake. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're not finna, you're not finna see me when I'm trash. It's just not happening. So for like the first year or two, I didn't post no work. I was just grinding, mm. learning, figuring it out. What, the- what do I do? Yeah, sharpening the sword. What do I do? What do I do? How does this work? And then I want to say it was maybe like year three. Where the idea of Baghead came to be, the 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 concept of the logo. Well, you started with like pro- promotional videos, right? Yeah, I was just mainly doing because it was part of work. So I was doing. I was already like, like in year one, I was making bread working, but I wasn't posting my work. I was just making videos for my job and and shit like that, and you know, get, taking a couple freelance gigs here and there, um, because my background is in digital marketing. Mm. So where I started. Uh, five years ago was yo someone at my job was like yo we want somebody to do digital marketing but uh we also need someone who could do photo and video can you do photo video oh wow i fucking lied and said yeah of course but y'all just got to get me a camera thinking Ooh, that's smart you got to get me a camera and a macbook thinking you're not gonna get me a camera and a macbook 
these motherfuckers got me a camera and a MacBook. <laughs> yo, what job is that? Because I need a MacBook. And they <laughs> and they were like, yo, get get busy. Wow. Get busy with it. And I was like, I bet. That is crazy. So I had to learn on the spot. I had to figure it out and I had to just get going. And, and it's all about being resourceful. And so True. year one and two, it was just, yo, I'm just doing this. I'm not really talking to nobody. Shout out to um, shout out to Sammy because he and I, because he was like low-key dabbling in photography at the time. But he and I, what we would do is uh, almost like regularly every night, we would go out at night and just go out shooting. And he would go on these like just journeys with me, just shooting at night as I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Mm. And he's just kind of like my companion in this, like, yo, bro, like, I'm, I got a, like, he has a camera too. So he was just like, yo, I'm gonna go out with you. I'm not really trying to be a professional photographer, but motherfucker, I'm not gonna let you go out here by yourself. Love that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, do you know Raul de los Santos? No. No. I think in the streets they call him Zinco. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. That's my dude. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to high school with him. Yes. I've yeah. known him. We've known each other since we were kids. Yeah. He is also incredible. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, like, in terms of shooting, because he's the only shooter in his crew, to my knowledge. So yeah. I'm thinking about, like, people, like, to what you're saying, Sammy. Um, and shout out to Sammy, who I love so much. Yes, yeah, my um, guy. Um, I'm having a flashback right now to the time he was on an episode. This was years ago when he was an amateur wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, incredible episode, by the way, we surprised them with belts and it was a whole moment. <laughs> um, it was their first belts. Yep. That was the whole thing. But yeah, um, like having those people that will just go on the ride with you. Yeah. Is important. Oh, absolutely. Like people who just believe in your crazy. Bro, and you need that so much. Um, you need that so much because I, I just think that um, everybody, everything sounds crazy until it's not. So, like, even yep. for me, like, when I was um, coming up with this whole thing, at the time I was doing a lot of work uh, with, with dancers, mm -hmm. with, like, street dancers and whatnot. And I remember even when I came up, you know, when I, like, present, when I first showed somebody who was a dancer... Uh, the concept of what my baghead logo was and all of this stuff, mm -hmm. they were just like, yo, um, I don't know, it looks a little too cartoony. You're going to be doing a lot of like, gutter, <laughs> you know, gutter, like dancer shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like you're no, trying to, yeah, I get it. Like you're trying to do this stuff. Is this really the direction you want to take your brand in? And I was just like, yeah. Like, now you kind of look like the cartoon, not going to hold you. Yo, so shout out. So what I will say is shout out to, again, I'm a, Cause a lot of everything about like my baghead brand from like the the foundations of it, a lot of it does tie back to Sammy. I will say because Sammy and I have been best friends since like uh, high school. Him and oh, I've been wow. be him and I've been best friends since we were like You're sixteen. 30? I am thirty. 30. I'm thirty uh, two. Oh wow! Okay. I'm thirty two. Sammy and I've been best friends since we were like sixteen. Wow! Right, and we both like eventually you y'all will be friends longer than you've lived. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, because I Or think, longer than you didn't know each other. Yes. We've known each other longer than we did it. Right. And I think the, the thing about him and I is that we both, I think, just met at a time where we were both just trying to, like, find ourselves in different ways. Like, we were just very, like, just shy, very reserved. 
Uh, we had very similar interests, but weren't so forefront with those interests because they just weren't like the cool thing. Like it wasn't cool to love comic books and pro wrestling and Michael Jackson and like all this stuff. But like those <laughs> were those were things that he and I bonded over and uh, like forged this like bond and like connection over. And then over the years, we just kind of like allowed ourselves to make that ourselves and just be proud of like who we are. Like, Yo, fam, like this is the kind of shit that we that we love like who cares like i remember there was like an episode on the podcast where sammy showed up and he had um he had his nails painted black and he was like yo you want to paint your fucking nails paint your fucking nails like who cares mm-hmm. do whatever you want like it doesn't matter and i think you know he and i um over the years we've like splintered into like just very different people because we're just very much just like enamored with being ourselves to the point that we respect the other one so much for, mm. for like, uh, for living in their version of happy wow. with it being so different from our, because I've like, I've openly said to him, bro, I could never be happy living your life. <laughs> I could not, I could not be happy living your life. Mm-hmm. And he feels the same way about my life, mm. but in the same sense, it's like, but I like, but I love and respect you for doing that though, for like still being right, you individualism. and individualism. Yeah. It's just about being, you know, being an individual. So even down to like my backhead logo, like he designed that shit. Really? Yeah. No, like that was like everything about that logo was like, he's a, he, he does art. Yeah. No, he took, he took care of getting that designed. No, that's crazy. Like he literally, like I told him, yo, I want a logo and I want it to be like this. Like I want a, I want a brown paper bag which is a reference to like a few, there's a few different meanings to the brown paper bag. Um, but one of the main ones is a Spider-Man and B Sammy, who also is a Spider-Man fan when he, he was a graffiti artist. Mm. And when he used to do um, graffiti, he, the character that he would draw was like a graffiti artist with a brown paper bag over their head, just kind of like hiding their identity. And, but like his character was very like, was very like just like dark and kind of mischievous because obviously you're a fucking graffiti artist i was just like yo like i like the concept of the brown paper bag but i'm gonna make mine a little bit more like cartoonish instead of the graffiti yeah like he has a camera so instead of like a like a a a spray can he has a camera in his hand but i was like so i like i like that concept and i remember like i asked him like almost like asking him for permission like yo like may i like can i use this character like Mm -hmm. can i like can i bite this off of you because i know this is your shit but it's your shit. So I can't, I don't want to just go ahead and be like, yeah, I'm going to take the whole brown paper bag thing and just kind of run with it, make right. it mine. He was like, yo bro. Like, yeah, I'll, like, absolutely. Go ahead. Like, what do you, what do you want it to be? And That's I was like, powerful. yo, I, I was like, yo, I want him to like, I want him to, you know, camera in his hands, brown paper bag. I mainly just want him to have the brown paper bag. So you can't see who they are. So you don't know anything about them. You only know three things about this individual, which is that they're a photographer because that, that they're light skin. They're, they're, they're light they're light skinned but it was also very important to me that it's like they're light skinned but um they're gender neutral they're mm, they it's ambiguous it's ambiguous it's just like it could be anybody mm. anybody could be baghead yeah. right so it's they're they're a photographer they have very like cartoonish eyes so it just kind of gives you an idea of how they see the world mm. so it's like yo like i just i i see nothing but i see good in the world 
Yes. I'm very optimistic. Yeah, very innocent, very optimistic, friendly, friendly, optimistic. Like, this is just how I see the world. And then the the slogan is your friendly neighborhood street photographer. Yeah. And then, and then again, and they have a smile on their face. Yeah. They're just, they're just happy. They're just happy to be here. They're just happy to be, they're just happy to exist. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And like, and I, and that's all it is. It's just like, yo, like, I'm, I'm just happy to exist. I'm coming out of a fucking hole. (laughs) And it's, it's coming out of a hole and it's like, yo, I'm going to be gone in a minute. It's giving Ninja Turtle vibes for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's all it, again nothing is on accident yeah everything nothing is on accident at all so i think that's the, like that's where the logo comes from and the logo again you know i had my naysayers who was like yo uh you you know you sure you don't want it to be more gutter i'm like not really <laughs> like it's not you it's not me but that's yeah. but again it's it's the concept of trying to fit into other people's boxes yes and for me that's why i was like nah like i want this logo to be what i represent like mm. I represent positivity. I represent uh like self growth. I represent uh like building up other people and really pushing the narrative of like, yo, I'm great, you should feel that you're great too. Yeah. I'm not greater than you, I'm greater with you. I'm greater as is. I'm great I'm, as is. I'm great as is, like be great too. Mm. Like what what can I do to like how can I be of service to help you feel greater? That's great. What can what can I do? Like I love that. Yeah. So it's really just all about that that energy. And, and it needs to be put out more. Definitely. You know? I'm I'm gonna move on too, because we're we're running we are over time. Nah, do your thing. Um some twenty twenty two life reflections and I wanna blend that with the topic of, um that I had here for us, which was um memories. Your favorite yeah. memory, capturing memories, how we record, take pictures. Of course, this is, um, you know, you can directly uh, relate to this on mm-hmm. many different levels. But I want to go into like some 22, 2022 reflections and talk about how memories have been a part of that. Right. Because. When I think about 2022, like I've explained, I think we talked a little bit about reflection at the beginning how I started quarter one in complete grievance um, and how maybe I didn't grieve health in healthy ways and just going through so much like mentally, emotionally, and like, excuse me, just not being where I want to be. And then fourth quarter being the turning point, excuse me, so late in the year, right? Like, I mean, change doesn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but excuse me, in quarter one, I was like, there's no way life is going to turn f- around for me this year. Better luck next year. Like I gave up on the year in January, yeah. March, February. I was outside <clears throat> being irresponsible and, you know, doing some things, maybe not, not that I regret, but just using different things to cope with whatever I was going through. Yeah. And so now that we're at the end and I get to reflect on the year and where I started and where I am today, a lot of it, I, a lot of the positive things I attribute to my friendships for Mm -hmm. me, this was a very strong year for friendships where I solidified friendships. I strengthened friendships. Um, got validation from friendships that I needed because I think naturally I'm just a jealous person Mm -hmm. and I'm like, 
but we're not friends enough or we're not yeah. spending time, right? And 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 finding a tribe, I feel like this year the people that are in my life are people that are meant to help me propel to the next level. Yeah. And also trying to make sense of people that came and went. Yeah. Like whether it be physically they're they're no longer with us or a breakup. Mm-hmm. Right. Personally and specifically. Like trying to figure out what do I take away from this moment? What do I take away from this L? And in that L, can I find some way to make it a dub? Right. Mm-hmm. Like losing a family member, a family. I mean, you don't ever think about losing family members, but this is a family member that wasn't sick. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. Yep. There was no warning. There was no precursor, no <laughs> disclaimer. It's literally like I went to sleep, woke up, and they're gone. You know, it was tragic. And for me, I spent a lot of the year in guilt mm-hmm. for where I was with that person. And also in in sadness because I'm seeing the effects it has on people I love dearly. Yeah. So, like, a lot of that, I'm like, well, but how can I... And I talked about this on a podcast with Corey and Patty, Patricia. How can I honor this person? Mm-hmm. And so reflecting on 2022, I've noticed myself. Now, I was talking to my friend about this today. I noticed myself become softer. Mm-hmm. I think I am naturally a soft person. And because of the way I was raised, um, that softness might have been tucked. Mm-hmm. Or not might have been, is definitely tucked. Or as a defense mechanism, I was aggressive or I mm-hmm. was like loud and rebumptuous and like just being overbearing for some people. And this year I've learned to take a step back and be more vocal about what I need yeah. from people I love. Like I need more attention. Mm-hmm. I I need more time together. I need I need more I love yous. I need more hugs. Mm-hmm. I need more physical touch, right? Like all the things that make me feel good that make me feel refilled because a lot of times well especially for me i'm very selfless yeah i get that from my mother who like will put myself before others like i will do the most to show somebody that i love them and care for them and that could be a detriment depending on who you give it to right absolutely some people will take advantage of that but you know i've been blessed to be surrounded by friends who feel like family Mm-hmm. And this year, I felt that, like, to the epitome of, like, for my birthday, I think this was probably one of my favorite birthdays of all time. For my 31st birthday, I was in a room full of friends and family. And it wasn't, like, friends I'm iffy about. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know if I should have invited this person or it's this like person. Solid, yes. Like, solid individuals. Women yeah. that I grew up with that I've known since sixth grade, kindergarten, and then mixed with the friends that I made more in recent time. Yeah. And just thinking about how, like, the chances I took on myself, the chances I took in life led me to these people. Like, creating the podcast, being out mm-hmm. in the city, being more involved has led me mm-hmm. to meeting a Regina, has led me mm-hmm. to meeting an Enid, Shalise, and, like, Eliana. I'm just going to name all Jess, Angel, uh, Mike, and... And Shay, 
like these are names that I that come to mind that I feel like these are people that I feel like even if I'm not okay, I know I have mad people to depend on. Yeah. And that I know that that's a blessing and not a lot of people have that. And so coming into the year with heavy, heavy, heavy grief and leaving this year with heavy grief because the anniversary is coming. Mm -hmm. But using that as a tool to force myself to be, um, to practice gratitude. Yeah. And like realizing I still have so much to live for. I can't sit down and be sad. Yes, I love this person, but like, how can we grieve differently? How can I honor this person? How can I move forward in life being more like them, right? Because this was a, a person who who she was loved and adored, and I want to be like that. I want to be, when I leave here, I want people to look back and be like, I loved her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, So just reflecting on like, the things I learned and what I can take away from this year is really been tribe, like finding my tribe and getting closer to my, my spirituality, getting closer to God and just tapping in with me. Like, yo, are you good? Like there's been some shit I've done this year that I'm like, what the fuck are you on? Like, yeah. be for real. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I think one of the things that we, we take it for granted so much is cause I, I agree with your point of gratitude. I think we don't value our time mm. as much as uh, we need to. We don't value um, the, the. I think the concept of time is so lost on people until it's too late. Because I think we we grow up with this mentality of in this mindset of like time is money. Time equals money, and and it doesn't. It doesn't. Time is more valuable than money because you can't make time back. J. Cole has a beautiful line in um that watch song. Um, the song with Jay Z. Um, because it costs me, me a lot. lot the the thing, thing that, that I, I want. Got. The uh, what is it? It costs me a lot. The chain that, that I, I got. got. They say time mm -hmm. is money, but really it's Isn't not. It? If you ever go broke, girl, then time is all we got and we can't make that back. No, we can't. Yo. That. So let's ball while we here. Let's ball while we <laughs> nah, here. Nah, Jake will be saying some real shit. Yeah, but I think that's what it is. It's like, yo, it's really trying to, like, not just have, it's it's gratitude, but it's also like, yo, value time. Mm -hmm. Really value time. And I think that's, like, a, a perfect segue into the just, like, the concept of, like, capturing the memories and all of those things. Being present. Being present. But I think the, the thing about being present, I, um, I take issue with the concept of like, oh, like that taking photos of everything and videos of everything means you're not present. Yeah. Because for me, I think the actual act of just taking the photo and taking the video um, actually means that you're so present that you want to try to hold on to this moment forever. Mm. Right. That part, the actual act of like what you're doing, like that moment is as present as you can ever be. Because mm -hmm. you're 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 so present in the moment, you want to steal the moment, mm. right? I think the part where we become uh, where we're not present is everything that happens before and after the moment that you're documenting. In that, um, if I took my phone, if I put my phone up right now and I started like, you know, like recording a snap right now, right? And I do something like yo 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 yo, and I'm like now recording. Well, 
the me tapping you and all this stuff, I've now disturbed whatever's going on. That part is me not being present. Right. Uh, the, the 10, the five, 10, 15 minutes that I take after the fact to figure out what it is that I, what platform I want to post it on, what caption do I want to put? What filter do I want to put? All of those things, those moments, I'm not present, but we can't necessarily vilify the actual moment of the, the creation of it because I've never seen a, uh, I've never seen a, a photo or video memory of something that happened in the past and immediately thought to myself, Oh, you weren't present in the moment, huh? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when it's like when it's your birthday and people are posting up all those memories that they have of, that they have with you. Yeah. And they're just like, yo, remember this one time it's we was beautiful. Yo, it's so beautiful. At no point in time do you ever think to yourself, oh, you only got that because you weren't present in the moment. Mm. It's like, nah, like so it's like we can't necessarily vilify the act of trying to yeah, I get what you're saying. of trying to preserve that moment and then uh be all happy about seeing it a year or two down the road because i'm like nah you you yelled at me when i recorded this but now a year or two later that you're seeing it now you're like oh you're glad i have it you're you're glad i have it you're glad it exists Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think but and and that's just like a natural course of things because it does make me think of like when i was a kid um and part of me does think that maybe this is where my my love of photography does like stem and it was like just implanted in my brain somehow but like my father loves documenting he's always loved documenting us like i have photos of myself when i was a kid um like literally like like photo albums yo not even just albums it's literally like at my mother's house she has like a big ass like she has like a bulto of just like yo (laughs) mad Mad pictures, Polaroids, wow, you know, like Walgreens prints. Yeah, my mom is the same way. I have so many pictures of my childhood, and periodically we'll just go and like we'll be at her house. It'd be me, her, uh, maybe my son will be with me, maybe uh, one of my siblings is there, and yo, we'll just go through the booth and we're just looking through. Oh my god, look at this, look at this, look at this, and it's just like, yo, like you have all of these memories, that's good, and and that's the same way, like the. I'm I'm the same way with my son now. Like yo, I document everything. I'm I'm always taking pictures of my son. He's mm. now used to it. <laughs> and but obviously there was there was definitely a time where like when he was younger, he was just like, Dad, can you stop taking pictures? But then when I show him to him today, he look at the pictures and he's just like, Oh my God, show me more. What else you got? And yo, Google Photos is good to go and like <laughs> yo, yo, Google Photos. You have Photos, an Android, right? Yeah. Yeah. Google Photos will go and like completely some and I will say it's creepy as hell, but like I don't want <laughs> like the part of me is like yo, this is hella creepy, but the other part of me is just like you know what, fam, thank like you. it's thank you, like it's so convenient because <laughs> Google Photos will be like oh like we'll remember make, this com- day, remember this day, not even that too, like they'll they'll like uh, match all of the faces the together. Face, I, I love that, and I'm like yo, how do you match together the face of my nah. son the day he was born to versus t- him now age eight, fam? This is not the same human. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you. That's like, wild. But like, I love it because you can type in names and find pictures. Oh, of it's amazing! Like yeah. I, I could go and like type in my son's name and then filter videos and just watch a whole bunch of videos of him when he's like learning how to walk. Like yo, fam. Like that's incredible. It does. Yeah. So stuff like that. It's like, um, I. That's where like for me, I'm like yo, like, it's so important to do that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the part where you become present is everything that happens before and after. But don't let the before and after vilify what's what's happening in that moment because yeah. it's like, yo, like I'm I'm actually so present that I want to keep this moment forever. Like oh I care gosh. about all of what's happening right here. Because yeah. I've had this conversation with people where like I'll take out my phone and they're just like, oh, like you're gonna you're gonna take this and like post it. I'm like, nah, this ain't even for posting. Like this is like it's for the archives. Yeah, like this is just <laughs> for me to have it, and we'll we'll see this in a year or two. And and it'll be beautiful to look at because it'll be a remember this day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look at this thing. Look at what's happening here. Yeah. It doesn't need to be posted. It's just like. My friend and I, when Snapchat was super popular, we found ourselves Snapchatting everything. Like the mm-hmm. stories was. Right. We're full. We made like this pack. We had this whole conversation of like, yo, it doesn't feel like we're being present if we're recording. So let's not do that when we go out. Let's be in the moment. Not take pictures, yep. not do videos, not do the most. Now, today, we're like, nah, we need a picture right now. We Yo. need to put a reels together. Yeah, you just gotta we need have it. moments of this, of you, this, of this time. Even if you don't, and that's where for me, I'm like, again, even if you don't, I, I'm someone who will record and t- and I will say, like, a lot of my friends are the same way. We'll sit and like, let's say, like, throughout the night, we'll like record and document everything going on but nothing gets posted until like everything is like late like later on the night yeah the dust (laughs) is settled it's the next morning like that's where things get posted Mm -hmm. because it's like a yo like i'm recording this it's not because like no like i'm present i'm hella here Mm -hmm. like i am mad here right now man i am mad here (laughs) i'm recording all of this because i am so here that i don't want i don't want to like, I want to be able to come back here. here. I yeah. want to be here forever. I want to be here yeah. forever. I just want to be here forever. Yes. So I'm going to record this so that I can be here whenever I... I can mm-hmm. come back here whenever I want to come back here. Yeah. And and the, the part that would take me out away from here would be if I stopped to, like, yo, I got to go figure out where am I posting this? What am I doing mm-hmm. with this? What am I doing? Like, all of these other things, those would be the things that remove you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those would be the things like that Like, if now you. you're glued to the phone. Because you're now glued to the phone. Or if you're trying to, like, prop everyone up, be like, yo, ah, 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 look at my phone real quick. Yeah. Yo, everyone come together. Like, Move when the- Dreams and Nightmare comes on and you fake pump. Yo. No, I understand. Stuff like that. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, like, you're now, like, you're, you're, it's no longer a moment. It's, mm-hmm. it's now a performance. Yes. So I think that's what it is. It's like, you're, it's. The, the the issue with being present is if you trigger the performance in the beginning mm. or if you remove yourself afterwards. Yeah. The actual act during of just like, yo, like something's going on. I'm going to take a quick picture or I'm going to like record this real quick because I think it's it's great and hilarious. I don't necessarily see that as not being present. I see it as being the most present. Being so present. It's yeah. so present that I don't ever being want. Being mad present. I don't ever want to not be present, fam. I want to always be able to come back to this moment. I want to yeah. always be able to come back to this when when life is hard and life is trash and, and life is lifing. I want to come back to here. <laughs> this is where I want to go back to. I want to go back to the moment where it's me and my friend. We we we, we have Pasha and we're you know what I'm saying Oof. like doing some nonsense. Because Pasha is a vibe. Yo, honestly, and the thing is, I don't go there. I've only been there a handful of times. Um, but every time I've been there, I'm like, yo, this is a good ass time just because, yo, it's it's Fridays and Saturdays. My chill. guy, Chris Fame, is there and he is shutting it down. And I've always loved that place. Um, even before, I think 
It was shut down for a little while because someone was killed in front of their... Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, rest in peace, Kev Man. Yeah, that's that the kind of thing that'll... A, a while back. But yeah. then when it opened back up, it, they, you know, fixed it up a little bit inside. It looks different. And the food is bomb, too. Yeah, but... It's I, great late night food. Exactly. So, it, I mean, so it's... So that's where for me, I'm like, yo, you want to be able to go back to... Mm-hmm. Be able to go back to those moments. You want to be yeah. able to go back to them whenever... No, for sure. When, whenever you want to just, like, pull from something, you want to be able to pull back to, like, yo, what's a good time? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to have those with your peoples. So, yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. That's great. And I yeah. think on that note, we have hit our mark. We are now deep, deep into this podcast. And we go, yo. But we had a great conversation. I'm not mad at all. No, nah, I think, I, I mean, I, I feel like those kind of things happen. I've had it happen a few times um, when, when I was doing my pod where I would have different guests and like for some reason the shit would just kind of go off the rails. I remember I had an episode that was like three hours with someone because of just like how, because of just how the conversation was going. And for me, I'm like, yo, like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I can't not like, I, I don't want to stop this. How do you stop it? How do you stop it without, you know, without it feeling unnatural, unnaturally stopped? It also feels like this is the first time we've actually had an actual. Oh, absolutely. It 100% conversation. Is. I think every, every interaction we've had up until now has been just small. Uh, very small. And it's very, it's been very much just like two content creators who know of each other as like, yo, you create content, you mm. do dope shit. We we gotta like we, we, something something, something has to, will happen something will happen one day and that's what this is so I think even like in, like that's why this conversation I feel like just um, kind of fired off the way that it has because there is um, it's a it's just all stuff that would happen when you have conversations with people but we've never had those mm-hmm. at all so we have like so much to share yeah we have so much to share and so much to get into because we don't know anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where we're just able to um, just naturally converse and just get into like everything. Like, I think like if like if needed, like we could easily go, we could easily go for like another hour or two just like talking about. Whatever. Oh no, I can go. Oh, yeah. I'm a talker. But that's what. I'm, but uh, but I think that's where the reason why I say that is because I'm the same way. So I think that's where like you and I could easily go and mm-hmm. have it be like, yo, this could be an interesting a part ass two. part two, <laughs> part three, like series where it's just like, yo, we're just talking about shit and we're Mm -hmm. we're just able to get into it and and it be of of some and i always say for me because i'm like i never when it comes to potting i never know what's going to be interesting to everyone but i just say it's gonna be interesting to someone yeah like someone's gonna fuck with this like (laughs) that's how i feel about it i'm like yo so like people will fuck with this i can Mm -hmm. feel it you know what i'm saying but i think it all just comes from uh there's definitely that level of Something that I mentioned before that, yo, having like not being afraid to admire someone. Mm. And I think that's where one of the common threads that has existed in this conversation between us is that level of like mutual admiration uh, for for what it is that the other one does and being able to get into it and really like talk about like, yo, like this is dope that you do this. Let's talk about this for a second. And mm-hmm. we're just and we and, the, and that mutual admiration will almost always foster a good conversation because you're you're coming from a place of a very just a very genuine place and natural curiosity. Yeah, very, and and I think that's and that's something that uh, you'll often see. I think when there is like when there's situations because oftentimes people who pod together. There's the assumption of just like, yeah, you could just do that with anybody. You could just sit there and just talk to him. It's like, nah, like you need chemistry. That's one of the, and that's one of the so because you had asked me before, like, yo, you don't really pod anymore. Like, you know, what's going on? After Sammy, so um Sammy officially had moved from uh 
from the the east coast to the west coast. He lives in uh, L.A. now, oh, right? Wow. So he li- so he lives out there. Um, he visits over here every now and again, but he was just like for a while. It was to the point where like he would fly in just to do the pod, right? Wow. It was why because he was he was committed to it. But then after a while, I was like, "Yo, fam, like I can't do this. Like it's just not." And I was like, "Bro, I get it." Yeah. And for a while, I was having different ho- different guests with me. Mm. Um, so like that's where like Ruben was was in one of my episodes, and yeah. I had a list of people. I think you were on it too. I ain't even gonna hold you. Um, but where was I? But hold up. So what ended up happening was I I did a couple episodes by myself, mm-hmm. which people did love because people were just like, yo, why don't you just record by yourself? And I did a few episodes solo. I don't know if you've ever done it, like an episode Never. by yourself. Um, it's kind of cool to do it. I would only recommend doing it like once or twice because after a while you're just like, yo, like for me, it was it just wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't fun anymore. And well, I, you have nobody to laugh with. You don't. And that's what it is. Bounce ideas off of. Yeah, you don't like it. Doesn't it? The conversation go only goes wherever you know the conversation is <laughs> gonna go. Yeah, like it's not gonna go anywhere else. So, for me, it wasn't fun anymore. And then I also couldn't find that same level of chemistry and commitment that I had with this one person. Mm. So that's where I'm like, yo, like it's it's not realistic for me to find this. I don't want to keep trying to dig through my my friend crates and and all that stuff <laughs> my Be- friend crates yeah because for me i i kept running into one or two issues it was people who were who were down to do it mm. but i didn't have that level of chemistry with to be like yo like i could talk to you every yeah. single week Oof. right yeah no or the people who i did have the chemistry with but they weren't down to be committed to be committed and do it every single week because it's a big undertaking. Yeah. So that's where for me, I got to the point. I was like, yo, you know what? Like I like, it's not that easy. Y'all you can't just sit with anybody. You have to have some kind of chemistry and that, that kind of chemistry. And I, I always say for me, I'm like, that's probably the biggest fucking kudos to like the biggest compliment to Sammy was the fact that I could not replace his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I could not, I could not replace that motherfucker. That's like the biggest compliment to him. So shout out to my bro, Sammy. Yeah, no shout out to Sammy. (laughs) Funny, um, funny thing. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I went to LA in 2019 best trip of my life. I think. Yeah. And I'm on the flight. I'm on JetBlue. The last thing I'm going to think that Sammy's going to... I know that this is his job, but... And then he's literally walking... And I'm like, Sammy! Yo, yeah. That was so ill. That, yeah. That's the last time I saw him. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I think I last saw him uh, a few months back. He was in town. Um, we, and we we met up. And it was... Yeah, it was... Went to some... What was it? Fucking... Oh, uh, that place on... Is that North Main? Sport and Leisure? Oh we yeah, that's what. Yeah, we we checked that shit out. Yeah. I I was like, you motherfuckers will never see me here again. Oh my god, <laughs> y'all, yo, it'll be a cold day in hell. You, I just don't like being outside like that anymore. I just don't. I'm yeah, I'm grumpy. Means, when I'm people grumpy say that, that means they've been outside too much. Yeah, already. I have, I have, <laughs> and I'm 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 in my grumpy old man stage. I'm just like yo, fam, like keep Not me home. Man. I'm just I'm good with being outside. Y'all can have it. Have That's outside. Hilarious. I like, love outside so nah, much. I'm good. I, I like outside in the summertime now. I yeah, do. No, summers in PVD are special. Yo, and that's and I think that's one of the things that I looking at and we'll we'll close out, but 2022 reflections. I will say summer in PVD 2022 was amazing. Wow. I think summer in PVD, um, and that's probably one of the like one of my biggest like dopest highlights was like PVD Fest this year. Oh. Was just it was so beautiful to see the city oh. the way it was. 
Um, I think all summer this this year was just so beautiful to see the city be as alive as it was. I think oh it was gosh. amazing coming out of the pandemic. I'm like, yo, yeah, like see now we can't beautiful. end it because that brings me back to a highlight. I mean, there were so many highlights. My birthday was a highlight. Thanksgiving was a highlight. This year's Christmas was another highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the rooftop party, stay silent. That was a highlight. Yep. My friends, we got together. We dressed up. We were looking cute out there. And, you know, just a lot of things I've done are highlights, not really moments. Getting a new job is yeah. a highlight for me. Um, something I can't stop talking about because I can't even believe it sometimes. But um, Spark Up was at PVD Fest. I, I saw y'all. Like, I saw y'all over there. I was over there. I was, red carpet style. Yeah. I remember I I remember I was walking in. Uh, I was walking by. I was with my son and my nephew. And I remember seeing y'all, and I, I went, you know, went by, I say what up to y'all, but I was just like, yo, like, this is dope. Like, because again, because I, because it wasn't just y'all. Like, I remember I just saw so, like, so much of, like, uh, so much of Providence's art, and so much of, like, Providence's mm-hmm. amazing black artists were, like, in the forefront of PVD Fest. And I thought that was so beautiful. It was incredible. I thought it was amazing. Chip had a, a, a state, the main stage. He had yep. the main stage the last time we had it in person as well. But yeah, Chip had the main stage for like a week. Like I feel like he was there. <laughs> Chip was there for. <laughs> Chip got the. He got the. He's the. Um, he yeah. got the in. You know, he's yeah. in with the people over there at PVD Fest. But it was beautiful. And when I when we first when I first applied to be at the PVD Fest. My vision was for it to be on stage. What we were going to do on that stage, I don't know. And then we had talks of like, oh, maybe we should pod with other pods. And I had to really check myself like, do I want to be selfish in this moment or do I want to share yeah. this moment? And Or how can I do somewhere in the, in, in the middle? And so when we found out that we weren't getting a stage, I was like, well, there goes my vision. But also, who would I put on? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, what who, is the point of a stage? Who Who's going to be on there? Yeah, yeah. Like, so when they said, oh, yeah, you guys can be on the side. Shout out to Nicol Bellas. The owners were mm-hmm. very, very, very hospitable. They brought me a tent. They brought me water. They brought me electricity. They made sure that it went as planned. Yeah. Um, And the PVD Fest crew, they were so nice. They were so sweet. Uh, shout out to one of the staff. I forgot her name, but she follows me. She follows the pod. So shout out to her. She knows who she is. And I was like, yo, you know what? We're just going to do red copper style. I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how what the timing is going to look like. But I'm going to tell everybody 15 minute slots. And I'm inviting three, four, five creatives at the yeah. same time to come through and talk. And there were people that I didn't get to sit with that I have relationships with. Like um, uh, Darrell, a.k.a. D, D-Spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Marrows, Joe Bruce. Um, who else? I've had Chip on the show before. Franchise, uh, Angel Mercedes Chrome, aka uh, <laughs> Baby Ruckus, Ruckus's son. Mm-hmm. And like, there was just so many people on the record. I think we did twenty five interviews that day, and I'm like, it was hectic and it was ridiculous, yeah. but it worked out. Yeah, it was dope. and I was like, yo, this is a moment. That, like you were saying earlier, that some people won't appreciate right now. Nah. But later down the line, when you Give look time. for historical context, when you look for artifacts, when you look for yeah. proof that there's greatness here, 
you're going to run into the Sparkle podcast at PVD Fest 2022. Yeah. It's like, so, it'll all make sense in due time. I love that. Yeah. And, and with that being said, um, we're going to end that conversation here because we are long-winded and it is getting late. <laughs> um, <laughs> Man. Yeah. And I had a great conversation with Izzy. Shout out to you for coming through. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, again, give us your social medias. Yo, follow me at It's Baghead. Uh, go to It's Baghead.com. Uh, it's Bag... So the reason why is... The reason why the the accounts and everything is it's baghead is because I'm a fan of Jeopardy. So in Jeopardy, what do they give you? They give you the answer. Mm. You gotta you gotta say what's the question. So yeah. the answer is it's baghead. The question is what is photography? Like, well, no. The question is who made that video? Who took mm. that photo? Who who did this or where? Like, where did this come from? I love that. It's baghead. Dope. That's the answer. Yes. So, I T S B A G H E A D. It's Baghead. Yes, sir. And you can follow me on all social media, but really, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. But don't add me on Facebook if we ain't cool like that, because <laughs> that's where I really let all my thoughts flow. Um, Christina Sev underscore WBRU 101.1 FM every Tuesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. with DJ Franchise. I have party with Rami this week. Super excited. Me and Rami go way back and she's full of personality so what better way to end the year than with her if you are listening to this podcast subscribe wherever you're listening spotify apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. google Podcasts, anchor especially um if you are watching this like share comment subscribe i know i'm not as consistent with the videos and they come super like way after we record but it's out And I know that people love video, but podcasting is literally audio. So if you want more of this podcast, go listen to the audio. That is guaranteed to come out every Tuesday if we don't have any mishaps. Mm -hmm. And if you are a listener and um, you listen to this episode or how many episodes you ever listen to, if this is their first time listening, if this is your fifth time listening, please repost this and tag us i want to see who's been listening i yearn for identity like i want to know who's this i see y'all listening but i don't know who you are and i know that people know what i do like yo you see you doing your thing with the podcast but you see me but do you listen Mm -hmm. so if you're listening just please i just want to say thank you personally so tag us share this repost whatever it is put up our logo like whatever it takes tag me Tag the podcast and let's connect. I want to say thank you personally. And thank you to everybody that's been supportive, whether you are a fan of the podcast or just a friend who tunes in from time to time. I want to thank every single guest that came on this episode, um, on this season. This is Spark Up's 13th season. Um, I will not be recording next week, so there will not be an episode. It'll be January... What is that? January 11th? The next time I come on here? The week after New Year's Eve week. I'm taking that week off for personal reasons, for mental health, for emotional reasons. Um, Well-needed break. I don't usually take breaks like I'm supposed to. You need them. You need the breaks. (laughs) Oh, I know. I feel it in my ankle still, child, because I sprained my ankle in October. That was a highlight. Not a good highlight, but a (laughs) highlight nonetheless. But I, I just want to thank all our guests. I'm just going to go down and name them individually. I'm probably doing the most, but I don't care. 
um, Ashley Reyes, Wendell B. Jordan, who is family to the podcast, Regina, Corv, DJ Corv, Travis Escobar, Janae Lopes, Patty, Corey, um, Terrence Vassell, World Dream, shout out to him, Nino Green, or Nino Francis, I'm so sorry, that's a throwback, uh, LaVasia, owner of Earthly Essentials, Jess Marty, uh, Vlad, Vladimir Jean, the poet, shout out to DJ Franchise, Chip Doug, D, John Hope, Jabubu, Miss Marrows, Joe Bruce, Tony T, who else? Um, so many people that we've sat with. Shout out to the Shenanigans Brunch M2 who had me in doing live media at the Shenanigans Brunch. That was a fire, fire experience. Shout out to Carlos Familia. Shout out to uh, Jenna, Deb, Devon Johnson. Um, uh, party with Rami. Shout out to Derek Fonseca, who is our highest played episode this season. Surprisingly enough. So Shout far. out to Remy TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so so far. Let's Shout see. out to Remy TV, who I love so much. Shout out to Manal. Shout out to who else do we have up here? Shout out to Nerva La Fortune, who is a force. She's amazing. Um, yeah. Shout out to Marco McWilliams, who I love so much and respect. Um, shout out to Sarah Lopes, who I love and adore. Shout out to Roderick jones and shanice jones shout out to yeah i think that's it those were our first guests of the season roger jones and shanice jones roger jones is a gospel singer mm -hmm. um and now the deacon of a church here in providence rhode island they came through and talked about their love and really set the tone for the rest of the year so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for another year of spark a podcast <laughs> we made it I'm I'm honored to be like closing out the year. By the way, like that's so dope to me. Like I love it. I think it's the best way to end the the season because you're such a insightful person, intellectual, and I too am that way. Um, and man, it was a ride. It was a ride. It was a ride. Shout out to the Collaborative Club for welcoming us and opening their doors to us and giving us a home, a new home that I painted all white, and now I'm gonna slowly start decorating it. So the next time. You guys see Spark Up, it'll be more aesthetically pleasing, like the Gen Z. Um, Does it look like we're in a panic room? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you feel? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, these walls are white as shit. Like, oh, damn. Yeah, it's meant for now splash of design and decor. This um, shit's a canvas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a canvas. It's exactly. a canvas. So, yeah, um, you know, I just hope to come back stronger and better with new guests and old guests who want to come on and talk their shit. I'm very proud of everything that Spark Up has produced. I know where I stand in the culture, and that's all that matters. And so thank you. Happy New Year. Um, happy holidays. Drive safe. Do not drink and drive. Please, 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 I beg of you. And let's just hope that we all get to see each other here well, in a good place, Ready to pot again, and I'll be back in 2023. My first year, my first full year of Office Mommy will be next year, or Office Bay. <laughs> I'm very excited about that, and I'm just excited for new conversations and to continue the pod. And as the great Nipsey Hustle says, the marathon continues. This is episode 163 of the Spark Up podcast. This is my guy, Izzy. <laughs> Who came through and talked his talk. Super, super, right. super dope conversation. Thank you.
Thank you for ending this season with me. And yeah, like, share, comment, subscribe. Sparkle Podcast, the number one podcast in Rhode Island. And we out. See y'all next year. Peace. (laughs)